This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is a Thursday. It is June 10th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, authorities are investigating the death of a 19-year-old Marine Corps recruit during a strenuous exercise that caps a 13-week training course in South Carolina's Paris Island. According to a Facebook post from officials with the installation, Private First Class Dalton Beals died Friday during an exercise known as the Crucible, the final test of recruit training. The cause of the death is currently under investigation. Further details about Beale's death have not been released. Beale's gradu- graduated in uh, 2020 from Pennsville Memorial High School in Pennsville, New Jersey, where flags were being flown at half staff. The school's principal, Matthew McFarland, told Action News that he can't say enough great things about Dalton. In a statement, McFarland calls Beale's a great all-around person, a good student, a three-season athlete, and involved in so many aspects of our high school. Several days before Beale's began the crucible, his mother posted on Facebook about the details of the grilling exercise, which she called the final leg of my baby's journey to becoming a Marine. Oh, man. Yeah, awful. Oh. The 54-hour effort during which recruits are allowed limited food and sleep requires 48 miles of hiking loaded with heavy gear. A GoFundMe page has been set up to help the Beals family uh, with funeral expenses, expenses noted that he had set up, uh, grad, was set to graduate from training on June 18th. Governor Phil Murphy ordered that the U.S. and New Jersey flags be flown at half-staff at the state, at the state buildings and facilities on Wednesday in honor of Beals. Yeah, terrible, sad story. A man died after he was struck by lightning while on a New Jersey golf course Wednesday afternoon. It happened at 3.45 in the afternoon at the Burlington County Club located on the 100 block of Burrs Road in West Hampton Township. The man was struck by lightning while playing golf between the 6th and 7th holes during the thunderstorm. According to West Hampton Township Police, the victim was found under a tree. Detectives believe that he was seeking shelter there. It, don't they say that's not where you go? Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. you yeah. never go under a tree. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, then, listen, I've been out when, uh, you know, the, the siren, they, some golf courses will have a warning siren that they'll hit uh, when you need to come in. And I've also been out where um, I'm like, I'm out of here. Screw this, dude. This, yeah. this, 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 this game ain't worth dying over. Right. And it's uh, because for some reason, you know, you're out in those open, open areas. Open areas, yeah. And you're the tallest or if you're near a tree, yeah, um, you're susceptible to lightning strikes. It's it's a freak accident when it happens. But... This is so sad, but that's the thing. I think you're yeah. you're out on a on a sprawling lawn, yeah. And as the golfer, you're the highest thing. So yeah. wow. But with, so are they the times you've been out and this has happened? Is it well in advance of a of a coming lightning storm? Or... Usually, yeah. Okay. They'll, I mean, like you can see something will be on the horizon, right. and they've gotten word in the clubhouse that, okay. that you know it's imminent. There's, so you're not they like, have alarms you're not booking off. off yeah, the, uh, yeah, like I said, there's a siren that'll go off sometimes, yeah. and and you have to leave. You 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 got to get off the course right away. Police say the tree was struck by the lightning bolt first. The 70-year-old victim has not been identified. No one has been killed by lightning in the United States this year as of Tuesday, which was recorded. No yeah, which was a record in the country for the longest into the year without a lightning-related death. The Washington Post reported hours before the fatal accident. 17 people were killed by lightning last year, the Post said, citing National Weather Service data. As of Friday, Philadelphia will end its last two COVID-19 restrictions, the indoor mask mandate and the 11 p.m. last call for Yay! restaurants. 
According to officials, people who received their final dose of the COVID vaccine at least two weeks ago are considered fully vaccinated and the health department will no longer require that they wear masks indoors or outdoors in most settings. People who are not vaccinated or are not fully vaccinated are still strongly recommended to wear masks indoors and outdoors when around others but are no longer required to do so by city officials. Lifting the requirement for vaccinated people to wear masks indoors doesn't mean that we are totally past COVID-19, the mayor said. Dozens of Philadelphians are still being diagnosed with COVID-19 every day, which means that more of us still need to get vaccinated, the acting health commissioner, Dr. Cheryl Bettigold said. Due to the ongoing risk, Philadelphia will still require masks be worn indoors in select settings, including but not limited to healthcare institutions, uh, congregate facilities such as prisons, public transportation, indoor schools, camps, and early childhood education. Last month, health officials in Pennsylvania announced that the rest of the state will completely lift its lift its mask order on June 28th or possibly sooner if 70% of residents get their second dose of the vaccine. As of Wednesday morning, 52% of Philadelphia residents 18 and older and 56.3% of Pennsylvania residents 18 and older were fully vaccinated. In sports this morning. Hold on, I'm not ready. Okay. The Phillies came back to beat the Braves last night at the ballpark, winning with a walk-off home run in the bottom of the ninth inning. Fly ball, left field. Heredi is going back toward the wall. It did creep into everybody's mind. It's a two-run walk-off home run. Luke Williams. Yes, sir. How about this welcome to Philadelphia? Luke Williams hit his first big league home run, hitting a two-run shot with two outs in the ninth to lift the Phils over the Braves 2-1. to one. The Phils had just four hits and made 15 straight outs before Andrew McCutcheon drew a one-out walk in the ninth, bringing up Williams, who was just promoted from AAA Lehigh Valley on Tuesday for his first game <laughs> wow. of the majors. I got him. Doesn't get better Look, than that. We're looking at the video yeah. of him. His yeah. smile as he is going around the bases. Yeah. And apparently his either his mom or both his of his parents, parents and, and uh, siblings were at the game. Oh, that's like that's movie worthy. Yeah. Even though that's not a big game, that's movie worthy. That's awesome. So after the game, Williams got a bit choked up uh, when talking to reporters, and we have that clip as well. All right. I know you mentioned your family. We've showed them a lot the last couple of days. Like you said, it's great to have them witness this. I mean, what is that like to give them this gift? Uh, you're gonna make me cry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, just uh, can't even explain it. Um, it's, oh man, it's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Oh, oh, that's so cool. oh man. <laughs> I love it. The series wraps up this afternoon, and Ian Anderson will pitch for the Braves. Zach Wheeler gets the start for the Phillies. Game time is at 1.05. The Sixers are off until tomorrow night when they'll resume their second-round series against the Hawks in Atlanta. The series is tied at one game apiece, and tip-off is scheduled for 7.30. Last night in the NBA, the Suns cruised to an easy win over the Denver Nuggets, 123-98 in Game 2 in Phoenix. They now lead the series two games to one. And in the NHL, the New York Islanders beat the Boston Bruins 6-2 in Game 6 on Long Island, and now
now advance to the NHL semifinals where they'll face the Tampa Bay Lightning. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. Welcome indeed to a Thursday. And we are happy to have you on board, friend. Uh, we are going to have a chance to hang out with our buddy Vinny Brand later. Yes. On uh, he's going to get in touch with us around 9. And he's going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight. And through the weekend, so we'll see what's up in Vinny's world. I was checking his social media. I think Vinny recently became a granddad. Really? Yes. Okay. We so have, we'll have to ask him. About all yeah. that, for sure. <laughs> uh, so Vinny's going to be joining us a little later on, and uh, we have to name our coolest teacher. Oh, We are down to the wire on this, folks. Yeah. We only have uh, today and tomorrow, and then we're done. So the last school chosen will happen in just a moment. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, we had put word out to uh, Haddon Heights Senior High School in Haddon Heights, New Jersey. We got the votes, and we're ready to announce the coolest teacher of the year from Haddon Heights is Mr. Keith Chambers. <laughs> Mr. Chambers is a social studies teacher, by the way. And I don't know if you guys saw the video that uh, somebody named... Uh, Tony Chambers sent to us, uh, but it was Keith on stage. He was hosting a, uh, what was he saying here? Uh, he was an MC of a talent show, and uh, the band started playing tequila, and he went into a crazy dance. There you go. He just couldn't help it, and he <laughs> seems like a really fun guy. He has been um, coaching tennis there uh, and spending his weekends traveling to tournaments with his uh, the tennis team since 2008. And it seems like he's one of those teachers who's always there for his students. So, we're looking forward to congratulating uh, Mr. Chambers in person. So, if you know him, give him a call. Let him know that he is indeed our winner. We'll talk to him after 7. He can give us a buzz. And we're going to set him up with the official Preston and Steve Coolest Teacher of the Year coffee mug, uh, Coolest Teacher of the Year t-shirt to wear at the MMRBQ, which we're going to give him tickets and stick him in the Coolest Teacher section and a $25 gift card from our friends at Acme Markets. First time ever we're doing this with the, the RBQ. It's I very it. cool. I love it. Who is our last you know what? decision maker? Steve It Morrison? should be Steve. I agree. Yeah. Uh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. very nice. All right. So we're going to get a drum roll, and then we are going to have Steve reach into the... Chinese leftover takeout box where we keep all the names. It's an extra sized one. It's the biggest one you've ever seen. Yeah. I don't even know where they would give you Chinese food. This much Chinese. School we're going to get. All right, Preston. Uh, It's too crumbled. I think it's been tampered with. Okay, this looks pristine and fresh. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen. The last school. It's Pittman High School in Pittman, New Jersey. Pittman. 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 All right, Pittman High School, you guys are the last one of 2021 that gets to vote for the coolest teacher. We draw these randomly, so your name came out, and all you have to do is text the word teacher to 39333, and we will send you the voting link. Let them know in the front office if you're headed in today. If you guys are still having school, you may have graduated. I don't know. So is that the three Jersey schools to end it, right? Yeah, we did it is. And, and Haddon Heights as well, yeah. Three in a row, exactly. So Pittman, home of the fighting... Pits! Uh, uh, the fighting pits. Well, uh, they're like, you know, avocado yes, pits. Absolutely. They're all like the Panthers. The, the Panthers. Panthers. Orange and black. All right. So you get until 6 o'clock tomorrow morning to vote for whichever teacher made a difference in your world in the past year. And uh, we'll give them that same award that we gave Mr. Chambers, which is uh, really cool. So good luck on that. We're going to take a break, come back in a second, and we'll do what we do. We give some stuff away. We have a stupid question and an entertainment report to pass along to you. Stay put. We'll be right back. MMR, buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. 
Summer's here and your local Acme is stocked and ready with the freshest meats and produce. It's the perfect time to fire up the grill, take in a game, and discover why summer is better with Acme. Skip the line and shop online at acmemarkets.com. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your order and bring the groceries right to your car. Place your first online order and get $30 off when you spend $75 or more. Limitations and restrictions apply. Visit acmemarkets.com for details. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's ask a stupid question. Give away a four-pack of tickets for the Gold Over America Tour with Simone Biles. And the question I have for you, and by the way, that is going to be at the Wells Fargo Center November 5th. So uh, the question I have for you, really weird one. Uh, President Theodore Roosevelt had a pet hyena named what? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Teddy Roosevelt's pet hyena. Yep, what was his name? 215-263-WMMR. I, I didn't know he had one. I, I don't know the name. Yep. Yeah. And let's see if you know the name. All right, we're going to go through some uh, birthdays. Today is Thursday, June 10th. Uh, we'll begin with celebrity defense attorney F. Lee Bailey. He, he just died. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God, you're right. Yeah. He did pass away the other day. Well, he would have been, been 88 today. <laughs> wow. I wonder what he's doing. We had an extensive uh, discussion about him. <laughs> well, I think I'll take the rest of the day and decompose. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> what are your plans? <laughs> Rigor mortis. Wow. Uh, all right. Well. we'll I'm just, just going to relax today. <laughs> we'll just jump to another one. It's Elizabeth Hurley's er, Elizabeth Hurley's birthday yes. today. Yep. Uh, Austin Powers. She was in that first movie. I will. And... I'll say she looks better now than she's ever looked. Oh, no She kidding. looks sensational. I haven't seen her lately. She's just, well, she's, she keeps posting, you know, keeps, you know, blowing up the internet, they say. They, she keeps posting bikini pictures oh. of herself on Instagram. Where have I been? I um, need to yes. uh, get on board it's, with this. It's kind of been all the rage. Yeah, Nick just uh, pulled up a little video of her, and yeah, she's 56, and she looks... You know what? She's a Jane Seymour type. Yes. Who ages Defies age. wonderfully. Yes. Uh, so happy 56th birthday to uh, Elizabeth Hurley today. Tara Lipinski, remember her? Yes, absolutely. Figure skater, won the uh, uh, gold medal in the Olympics in 1998. I always thought she was really cute. Uh, she is 39 today, extremely talented athlete. Uh, Lily Sobieski, haven't seen her in a long time. I see her every three or four weeks when they rerun Deep Impact. Okay. <laughs> that's, oh, that's right. She's yep. Elijah Wood's uh, yeah, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah correct. Okay. Eyes wide shut. Yeah. Um, what was she? She was in Never Been Kissed, I think, yeah. with uh, yeah. Drew Barrymore as well. Yep, she's 38 today. Uh, Jeannie Triplehorn. Or is it Janine? Jeannie. Jeannie. Jeannie Triplehorn. Yeah, Basic Instinct. She was the wife in Basic Instinct. Waterworld. She was the wife Jean. in The Firm. Is it Jean? I think it's Jean Triplehorn, right. yeah. Uh, she was the wife in The Firm. Uh, she was in Big Love. Uh, she is 58 Anybody today. else watch Big Love? No, I did. did. Wait, I did. did. About the, the Mormons. Yeah, they're yeah. the, the sister wives, and she was the first wife, and um, there were two other wives. <laughs> it's a good show. So there were three job. wives. She was one of the yeah. three. Bill, Bill Paxton was the uh, the man, and then uh, Chloe Savigny and uh, Jennifer Goodwin were the other yeah. two wives. It was, it was a great show. Uh, let's see. Gina Gershon. Oh, yeah. We had her in studio. I loved her. She was great. Yeah. She was really cool. She had a, she was, she had a rock band, right? Um, she was promoting her, her band, part of it. Is that what she was doing? Yeah. Uh, Showgirls, Bound, uh, The Insider, a bunch of stuff. She's 59 today. Uh, Jimmy Chamberlain, uh, drummer for Smashing Pumpkins, uh, turns 57. He uh, was in and out of the band a little bit. Uh, I think he had a substance abuse issue for a while there. It's funny with uh, Smashing Pumpkins. I, mean, I don't know if you have bands like this, Preston. Like I, I love Smashing Pumpkins, but I love a select 
portion of Smashing Pumpkins. Right. You know? Yeah. So I'd consider them one of my favorite bands, but there's a lot of stuff I really don't listen to. I n- yeah, I never really went deep on Smashing yeah. Pumpkins as far as... Uh, I, I mainly knew the, the radio hits. Right. And, and that's yeah. pretty much it. And I liked them a lot, but uh, they weren't you know one of my top bands, so I never really did the deep dive. Uh, but Jimmy Chamberlain is 57 today. Kate Upton. Wow. Uh, turns 29 years old today. Um, n- now a mom, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. And who's the athlete she's with? Justin Verlander. Right, yeah. Yeah, they had a sex tape that got released. And, oh, uh, yeah. Really? Yeah, it was one of those ones that was... It, very was innocuous. it a sex tape? Were they actually the doing pictures. it? No, there was sex. Yeah, okay. I mean, there was some oral Why stuff. And, uh, was well, there? Here's the thing. It was, um, uh, it was hacked. You know, so it was like yeah. it was one of those things where like it's it was gross to know that it was out there because somebody hacked into her phone, and, right? And, you know, it wasn't like uh, the Kardashian or the Paris Hilton stuff where that got quote unquote leaked. This All one right. was literally where hacked off performing. their phones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I didn't realize that. Yeah, Kate Upton is twenty nine, and then the last birthday I missed it yesterday. My dad, Cullen. Oh! It's not time to make a big change. C, Cullen. Eighty three years old. Uh, so we had uh, we went out to dinner last night and had a uh, uh, a uh, graduation slash birthday dinner. Did you play this for him last night? I did. I sang it for him. I stood up on the table of Maggiano's and I, uh, you have a baseball catch just for old times. Just for old times' sake. Your dad is extremely nice. He's a very likable person. Aw. That's really sweet of you to say. Yeah, yeah he's... I, like whenever he he's one of those people where you talk to him and like he is set on you. He's, uh-huh. he's listening to what you're saying and he like seems to genuinely care about you know whatever he's asked you about. Yep, this is true. So happy birthday to my dad, Cullen. It'd be a bit much. <laughs> hey, we're thinking about coming out and visiting. Would that be cool? No, it would not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, wouldn't you? Don't you? That candor oh, yeah, yeah. means a lot. Tell me that. Yeah. Absolutely. So, all right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Uh, President Theodore Roosevelt had a pet hyena named what? And I'll go to Glenn for the answer. Hey, Glenn. Yeah. Glenn, what was the name of uh, Theodore Roosevelt's pet hyena? I, I got this one in the bag. It's, the answer is Pete Rose. Pete Rose. Yeah. No, 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 sorry, Glenn. I could for sure. Did you have another answer? Uh, no, no All right, thank you. <laughs> I couldn't tell. I thought was... it was Pete Rose. No, it's actually, we're going to go to uh, Brian. Hey, Brian, how you doing? Gadzooks. Gadzooks. All right, Brian, what was uh, the hyena named? Bill. Bill, yes. Oh, Bill Hyena. This is my hyena Bill. I'm a hyena bill. I mean, really? He had a pet hyena. Yes. Yeah. Uh, All right, Brian, hang on the line. We're going to give you a four-pack of tickets for the Goldover America Tour. Simone Biles, the most decorated gymnast of all time. Headlines, Athleta presents Goldover America Tour, the Wells Fargo Center. That's November 5th. It is a high-energy gymnastics meets pop concert spectacular, and you can get tickets at Wells Fargo Center, Philly.com. I'm going to start with this. This is a heartbreaking story, man. Uh, Naya Rivera, her father, shared the details of his final FaceTime with his daughter. And this is pretty wild. George Rivera told people that the Glee star called him from the pontoon boat on the lake where she would eventually drown. George said, told the outlet that his eldest daughter had called to see if, if she should go swimming with her son, even though the boat didn't have an anchor. Oh, no. The avid boater said, I could see that the wind was blowing and my stomach was just cringing. And I kept telling her, don't get out of the boat. 
don't get out of the boat. It will drift away when Dude, you're in the water. Jesus. He said after about three minutes, uh, the call cut out, and he said that it was oh, heartbreaking. That's terrible. He told her not to oh do God. it. That's awful. That's going to haunt him forever. But he did hey, what she he tried. He did what he could. Mm. But that's just, I, I, I didn't know that detail. So I, I had not heard that. Well, you ne- listen. You get out of a. Oh man! You, it can things can change quickly. in a second. If you've ever been in the water, yep. you know, um, water skiing or down to the side of a boat and trying to get back up on a boat, yeah, with with no assistance, yeah, yeah. it's difficult. Absolutely. So that's a terrible story. We'll move on to to nicer Happy things. Happy stories. Jack Black has been booked to serve as Conan O'Brien's farewell guest in Late Night, at least for now. Uh, has his TBS show, Conan Ends Its Run, with an hour-long finale on the 24th. Uh, Conan isn't expected to launch another late-night show anytime soon, but instead is focusing on a new series for HBO HBO Max. Uh, Details are going to be announced later about that. And also growing his uh, production company, including its rapidly expanding podcast offerings. Uh, As Jack joins O'Brien for the finale, the show will also air an hour earlier than usual at 10 p.m. that evening. Uh, black caps off the final two weeks of guests that include Martin Short, Bill Hader, Mila Kunis, Dana Carvey, J.B. Smoove, and Patton Oswalt. It, it, what a journey Conan's been on, if you stop and think about this, Preston. I was just watching a YouTube series on the late night wars. And, um, you know, do you remember? So was it, was it 2005 or 2006? You know, they made the deal for, for Leno to leave. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to leave. Uh, you know, he was number one. Leno in the, in the time slot, but they didn't want to lose Conan, NBC. So they keep Leno, and they put him on at 10. So you're basically, you know, you're destroying the lead-in for... It, it's like two shows that are exactly the same back-to-back. I, it, it, was, it was a nightmare situation for Conan... Who, yeah. who was fighting an uphill battle. Which is too bad, because I preferred Conan. I, so I, did I. I thought he was brilliant. Absolutely. And I thought he was a great fit uh, for NBC. But think about if your lead-in is almost exactly your format yeah. every night. And, it, and if you're if you're a guest, if you're promoting a movie, are you going to go on in prime time, yeah. 10 o'clock on Leno's show, or then go on in the l- later hours, even though the show's popular? Yeah. It, it created this bizarre dynamic, so... Um, Conan only hosted The Tonight Show for seven months. Mm. Yeah, that was weird. Seven months. I forgot. Did he bring his band with him? I don't remember if they did or not. Because I, I dug his band. I really thought I, they I, you were You know, I great. forget, Preston. Oh, then, Max Weinberg left at one point. but um, uh, So Jimmy took over as the, I can't remember his last name, but the, the horn player yeah. took over as the band leader. <clears throat> leader. Max, remember, he had some health issues. Right. He was having some back problems. So um, he, I, he did not come over to the TNT okay. show, or TBS show, I mean. Uh, in time for the uh, final two weeks of shows, Conan will also welcome back a live studio audience for the first time in over a year to help him end his run. Uh, and O'Brien has already been inviting celebrity guests to join him in person. All right. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, Willow Smith, and Gammy, <laughs> who is uh, Adrian Benfield Norris, are having an unconventional bonding experience on camera. The three stars of Red Table Talk participated in an on-camera Vaginal steaming in the latest episode. That's just weird. Okay, I mean to be steaming your vag with your mom and grandma. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I usually did. I I did a sack steam with my dad one time. (laughs) Yeah, but that's that's to get the wrinkles out. Yeah, that's Uh, still weird. I was during during the beginning of the episode. I hopped up on the table and he ran the iron across my balls. Oh, ow. Yeah. 
Uh, during no, the... he spit on it first. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's getting weirder. <laughs> uh, during the beginning of the episode, the three stars completed a vaginal steaming session to kick off their conversation about health. Uh, Jada asked, what sensation are you guys getting <laughs> sitting here? Well, my cooch is sweating. Uh, Willow said, definitely a lot of warmth. Uh, Jada went on to say, yeah, this is this is real queen throne action right here. This yeah. is what I love. She went on to say, you know, steaming is an ancient practice that originated in Asia and Africa and was originally used to cleanse yourself after you finish menstruating. I've read somewhere that vaginal steams are like an aphrodisiac. Mm. And right, Gam- Gammy said, hey. Gammy. Gammy. What? I don't know what this is. So, well, if, so I watched yeah, I the video, exactly a little bit works. of the video. They basically sit with these long robes over a heating element, a steaming element, and so they're they're basically like a little tent over the the steam and generator. It gets just shot up there? Yes. Mm. And that's really what it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's just steaming. It's yeah, not they, like they, actually they're being not like forced... taking out like a like an air cannon and blowing it in there. In okay, their all right. Cooter. So you're just sitting okay. On... So yeah. so it's a, right. it's it's something. It's like a pot you can sit on. It's like a chamber pot. Right. You yeah. sit on. It's got something warm in it that will create steam. Kathy, I thought the same thing. I thought there was some kind of steam generator. Yeah. Uh, like um, I don't I don't know. So uh, like. One of those things you run along a suit, in a, you know, like a... Yeah, 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 to yeah. get the wrinkles out. Like a steam Like a steam shark. A steam shark. I thought like that, and you can hurt yourself, ah! obviously, doing that. So, yeah. You guys ever dry your sack off with a uh, hairdryer? Yes. It's awesome. I no. have done that, I should yes. do that more often. No. Well, I never have, I don't think. I, oh. But now I'm intrigued. Well, so you can have your hair dryer at different, like, heat settings. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't have it at the highest heat setting. Sure. I, you do you know what I do, Case? Sometimes, if my sack is really wet, I'll drive into the city, and there's a particular sewer grate you can stand over. <laughs> okay. Hang on a second. Do you use a hair dryer every day? No. Okay. No, no, no. But, I mean, is I have... your wife's? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't but use a hair dryer. I haven't used a like hair dryer since or the 80s, but, yeah. um, so, but so I have absolutely done that. Yeah. yeah. You just kind of spread your legs and, and squat, and then you just kind of wave it back and forth. <laughs> Medium like, to low. Medium. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah Not yeah. too warm. Yeah, yeah no, definitely right. off the, the highest setting. All right. It really depends on, on how hot you are. Like, if you're... Uh, so pretty hot. I usually <laughs> try to do... Not try to do it. Like, uh, I'll do uh-huh. it if, uh, like, if, like, right after... Like mowing the lawn, right, this or is too much. we got it. If I take you a shower after, no, he's he's got it a little bit. Too much. We're talking a gam gam gammy here. I'm was steaming her vagina? We're talking about that. Too much that I need to. I know had about to listen Casey. to you about lasering your a hole twice, <laughs> Casey. Okay, good point. Okay. All right, all right, point taken. And we gave you Touché. minutes. All right, so uh, Jada goes on to say, "This is lovely." Uh, they say there's lots of health benefits, but for me, I just feel like spending time with your vagina in a way like. <laughs> Uh, in, in, in a way that, like, just to show it appreciation and care. It was a little embarrassing for Gammy because she took a dump. Uh, in the, oops. Uh, in the episode, uh, Jada's world-renowned healer of more than 30 years, <laughs> Queen Afua, also shared her tools for less stress and better sex, diet, and overall health. Why is Jada Pinkett Smith's mother in better shape than any of the other? Steve, yeah. there were a couple points in she's this video fabulous. where I couldn't tell the difference between Gammy and Jada because yeah. They, they, yeah. she's so young looking. Uh, yeah. Has Gammy had a, a tremendous amounts of work done? I don't done, think so. Or is she just naturally? Well, yeah, it I might mean, be a little bit of both. Pretty. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, listen, it might they're be a little women. bit of both. Nobody stays that right. tight. <laughs> Um, <laughs> on your face and neck. <laughs> so there's uh, vaginal steaming on City Avenue. All right, let's go. Is there? <laughs> yes. Really? Kathy, if if we have, if Marissa and Kathy, maybe I'll do it as well. It, does East it work? Spot, it's called? If they could come in, maybe. 
G spot V. Oh, or for not allowing him into the yeah, studio. It, it, when we can let people in the studio, I, I'll do it. Yeah. Hey, I'll ste- let you steam my junk. It, we can sure. do it in the parking lot if they're not letting us. <laughs> right. All we right, need what? to let people in here soon because we should we should do that. For yeah. Sure. It's in Tubala. Are you, no. are you serious? Yeah. It's right, it's right next door to our building. You know, right here. It's next to Saks. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Saks. I want to do this. All right. Would you do it here? Because they're wearing those robes and stuff. Yeah. I mean, we would nothing would be exposed. Yeah, I get, if I if I had a pretty silk purple robe like yeah. Jada, I'd do it. But would would you do I it feel with, like a like a princess with some of us doing it too? The yeah, guys if, as well. Mercedes we should do it. it. That feels good. All right, all right. You know, I had my butthole freshly. <laughs> oh my god! What's the name of this place? Uh, it's called a V Spot Philadelphia. So they have a location in New York, uh, and then one here in Philadelphia. It's called blowing smoke up your ass. <laughs> v Spot Philadelphia. All right, we'll see if their sister store, P Spot Philadelphia, yeah. will help out with the guys. Could, could we? Could we do it? I mean, if if they yeah. have the. Uh, or does yeah. it have any benefit? They'll let us do it. I mean, it, you, we have a hole down there too. They have us. Yeah, we do. We, there is a hole down. Oh there is a God. hole down. They do vaginal tightening too? Oh, wow. Wait, how do you I, do? What is? Oh my God. I'm Listen, there are all kinds treatments. of things they can do down there. There was a, there was a, my, our, our OBGYN when Michelle was pregnant yeah. with, her, with, with Parker. I remember when he was born, we had him on, and he said they, they had a technique that they jokingly called putting the juice back in the burger. Yeah, I remember, yeah. That. remember that. Yeah. So there's all kinds of things, that they, little tricks that they can do. This oh. new method of vaginal tightening, Preston, uh, they install a turnbuckle. Wow. Which is really, so it just really helps you, you tighten it. Pull right. it and tighten it. <laughs> all right, I got other stories. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll follow up why did you send us off this path? <laughs> uh, Tiana Taylor, whom Maxim recently dubbed the sexiest woman alive, topped the publication's 2021 Hot 100 list, becoming the first black woman to do so. Uh, the Singer, actor, and dancer celebrated the honor on Instagram on Monday, writing, Somebody pinch me. Wow, stepping back in front of the lens has been a journey of self-reflection and self-confidence. And she said, living up to the name and title of this shoot wholeheartedly made me nervous. Are you familiar with her? I'm not. She's in very... uh, She looks... When I first saw her at an award show, I thought she was some sort of athlete. She's in... Like, yeah, that kind of shape. Uh, she was in Coming to America 2, which I still haven't seen yet. So I do know that. But who, who is she in that? She is the real femme fatale, the one who is supposed to marry. Oh. So she is the real Wesley temp- Snipes' yes. daughter. Yes. Okay. So she shares $2 with her husband, uh, professional basketball player Iman Schumpert, uh, later noted in a post that her busy lifestyle often robs her of time to feel sexy. Yeah, I got uh, that too. Maxim announced uh, Taylor's a top 100 cover star on Monday, celebrating her as a graceful choreographer, dancer, actor, director, and top 10 recording star. Do you know these days, Preston, the only time I really feel sexy is when I get to turtle wax my genitals. Mm. <laughs> well, it's the season to do it, yeah. so... Uh, Kelly Ripa hates being on TV. Well, then leave. Uh, The live host told Bethany Frankel's podcast, uh, being in front of the camera is not something I've ever enjoyed. I'm not very comfortable. I've always said I could do my job for 200 years if if it didn't happen on camera. Uh, She added that she wanted to throw the towel in for 20 years, explaining, I don't like the attention. I don't go to parties. I don't go to Hollywood events. I don't do any of that stuff. I would rather buy clothes than have to ask to borrow anything. It's painful, she says. Well, she's really good at it. Yeah, she is good at it. Well, quit if you don't want to yeah. do it. Um, I don't know if you guys had a chance to see this or not, but Jessica Chastain yeah. portrays Tammy Faye Baker in the first trailer for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Oh. Uh, I just watched a documentary about Tammy Faye Baker and... What a life, and if they capture just a bit of that with this thing, it's going to be great. Yeah, the extraordinary rise, fall, and redemption of the legendary evangelist. Uh, the biopic charts how Tammy Faye and Jim Baker, who's being played by Andrew Garfield, and he looks great in it, by the he way. Does. 
how they rose from a Bible school married couple to building the world's largest religious broadcasting network and theme park until the religious empire's ultimate downfall due to fraud charges and Jim Baker's tabloid scandal involving rape accusations from a church secretary. Who's playing uh, Jessica Hahn? Uh, who's Did they say? Uh, I, no, okay. they didn't indicate. Uh, I've got a, couple, a list of people that are in it here at the end of the story, but after their mega church was uh, shut down and the Bakers divorced, Tammy Faye, known for her eccentric outfits and makeup, will later become an unlikely ally to the LGBTQ community uh, during the HIV-AIDS epidemic. Uh, Tammy Faye died in 2007 following an 11-year battle with colon cancer. In addition to Chastain and Garfield, The Eyes of Tammy Faye also stars Cherry Jones, who will play Tammy Faye's oh, mother. I love Cherry Jones. And Vincent D'Onofrio, who pl- will play Jerry Falwell. And he's barely recognizable as uh, it's amazing. As Jerry Falwell. So it uh, should be a pretty cool movie. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen recently revealed that she has married her longtime boyfriend, Robbie Arnett. Uh, the WandaVision star referred to the indie pop singer as her husband while chatting with Kaylee Cuoco for Variety's Actors on Actors series. Uh, she didn't drop any other details. She just basically just said that. Blurted it out, yeah. And some people picked up on it. So uh, she is married, in case you were wondering. Uh, Steve, I have a story just for you. Mm-hmm. Peacock dropped a new list of actors joining the cast of MacGruber. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. According to Variety, listen to these, uh, who all's going to be in this, Steve. Sam Elliott. Awesome. Lawrence Fishburne. Even better. Mickey Rourke. Oh, my God. Are joining the returning cast That's of Will Forte, excellent. Kristen Wiig, and Ryan Phillippe. Case, it's going to be like a, like an Expendables. I know. This yeah. Is, uh, okay, so when do, we, when do we get to it? And it's going to be a series. It says, well, it says the series oh. picks up MacGruber's story after he's been imprisoned for over a decade. So is this going to be a movie? It might. Maybe no, a limited a, series? It's a limited series, yeah. Eight That's episode cool series, yeah. Steve, this is uh, yeah. got you all over it. And then we need we need to get in touch with Will Forte sometime in the near future and see if we can have him on concerning that. Uh, let's see. What else do I have here for you? Deadline reports that NBC has opted not to renew the musical dramedy Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist for a third season. I had a feeling its days were numbered. Uh, Peacock, uh, the streaming home for the series, has declined to renew the show, which aired its uh, second finale last month, season two finale last month. Kath, I don't know if you have or watch Peacock at all, but I was watching it last night because, and I'm only saying this to you, Kathy, because they are having uh, Olympic trial coverage oh, for okay. diving. Yeah, yeah. So we were watching that last night. Oh, and yeah. it's on there now. It's on there right now. You know oh, yeah. what I don't no, like I about Peacock is uh, there's a lot of great stuff on there. And it's tremendous. However, their system of navigating is annoying. Is annoying. It's I so feel like annoying. that same thing with Hulu. Yeah, I, I, agree. Yeah. I agree. Why can't everyone be like Netflix? <laughs> right. Yeah, keep it pretty simple. Or Amazon yeah. Prime, just, just lean and mean. Disney Plus followed the Netflix model, yeah. and it works great. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what Peacock's doing, but so I end up using the voice remote. There are some of those streaming services where the the buttons on your remote yeah. don't do similar actions as the others, as in... Mm-hmm. The back button, or is it the exit button that I need to oh, hit right. to uh-huh. go back? Yeah. Or oh god, I just dumped out of the hole. <laughs> I hit exit because back wasn't working, and now I'm out of the app, and I got to re-go. It's yeah. you it's know what I figured hard out hard to remember what's what. I do it this way; it might help you. I go into all the apps through Apple TV, so the remote works the same basically yeah, with every no, app. No, my yeah. Apple TV doesn't work, and we use Roku and a lot of our uh, oh, right. uh, a lot of our TVs. So, all right, what else we have here? Um, Ernie Lively. 
has passed away. He was 74. Uh, he's the uh, father of Blake Lively. Huh. Um, and he died of cardiac complications on Thursday. He was uh, an actor as well, but his wife and children were there when he passed, uh, Blake and Robin Lively. Uh, he played the father of Blake's character, Bridget, in the Sister of the Sister of the Traveling Pants movie. Uh, he's also had roles in The Dukes of Hazard, Turner and Hooch, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. He was kind of a bit player. Uh, he had small roles. But, Robin Lively? Yeah. I, why didn't I put that together? Uh, I don't. Do I wait, know Robin, Robin Lively? Robin Lively? Uh, that's Teen Witch, right? Yeah. 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 No, wait. Yeah. Her and Blake are sisters? Yep. What? Wow. What in the hell? Uh-huh. I had no idea. Yeah, because I'm like, that's, that's Teen Witch. Top that. Top that. Well, top wow. that if you can. Because I'm hot. Uh, and you're, you're not. not. <laughs> so I get top that. Top that. You can do all that you can, but you never top that. Top that. Uh, how old is Robin versus uh, Robin? Will be fifty uh, next year, so she's forty-nine this year. Okay. Man, I was that guy is so tough. He's uh, incredibly tough. Blake's in her thirties, right? Uh, I believe so. So she's yeah. yeah. Maybe they're half sisters. Mm. I know. I know. I know they both. I like <laughs> <laughs> You ever see the Where Are They Now with the top that crew? They did a, like an update. No. It's it's great. It's just it's them reminiscing about it. It came out maybe five or six years ago. It's on YouTube and they from talk, Teen Witch. Yeah, from Teen Witch. Yeah, okay. and they talk about Steve or Casey. How he's like pretends to be tough. Yeah. He's like I had no idea what the hell. I, he, oh, when yeah. he looked back on it. And he's like, this has brought so much joy to so many people that he's like, I know I look like an a hole, right? But it makes people laugh. One of know? our so, greatest, yeah. One of our greatest um, viewing parties oh, was yeah. for uh, Teen Witch, uh, and uh, everyone was there. Everyone was a fan. It was just incredibly exciting. And uh, it was we had at the Trocadero. Yeah. We had a sold out house. Oh it my was God. great. Yeah. I mean, you have to think about it, Nick, because these these. Uh, uh, these guys are actors, right? They, they, they didn't like grow up on the streets, and, yeah. You know, so, uh, so like um, Marissa's boyfriend is a former X Games uh, rollerblader, and so he's he's a stunt double in this movie called Brink, and I ended up watching it a couple of weeks ago. And these guys that are supposed to be like tough guy rollerbladers, I'm watching. I'm like, these guys are. At, they're not tough. They're they're wearing clothes that they're supposed to like. These are supposed to be like tough guy clothes, and they're saying tough guy things, but they're not. It's so, ridiculous. So for the for the tough guy dance off in Teen uh-huh. Witch, they added that. That wasn't even a part of the original script. So it was on. It was People Magazine. It came out in uh, in April of 2018. I'll put it up on Twitter or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's well worth the watch because if you are a Teen Witch fan and you want to look back on this and have them look back on it with you, it's it's pretty awesome. That's yeah. cool. I remember seeing a show on Broadway called Kiss Me, Kate. And in the show... Never heard of it. Well, it doesn't matter. I'm joking. Uh, But there are... There's a scene where there are these guys on the street, and they're having this, you know, like... And they're sort of background players, and they're having this baseball catch. And I'm watching it. You're not... They're not the, the, you know, the main part of the the show. But I can't take my eyes off these guys that are having a baseball catch because it seemed to me like they have never thrown a baseball in their entire lives. But, you know, they're, they're just these Broadway actors. I just... I get a kick out of that stuff. Nice. All right, um, Steve, you'll get a kick out of this. I'm very much looking forward to this. Uh, Giovanni Ribisi, Colin Hanks, and Dan Fogler are joining Matthew Good and Miles Teller in The Offer. Um, according to Deadline, the making of the Godfather miniseries. Yes, I'm familiar with this. Related to air on Paramount Plus. Uh, Teller will star as Al Ruddy, the two time Oscar winning producer of The Godfather, and the series will follow Ruddy as he works to get the film off the ground. That I love should be this. cool, man. man. And if they, there's. 
you don't even know half the story of what was involved. Robert Evans had a documentary, The Great Producer, where he voiced it. There was a lot of animation in it, and it's basically his whole life. But a huge chunk of that movie was his journey to get The Godfather and Godfather 2 made. And it's an amazing story. Nice. Uh, can I drop another bit of knowledge about uh, Blake Lively and Robin Lively? Their brother uh, was named uh, Jason Lively. He played Russ in European Vacation. Huh. Yeah. That oh, was a European talented vacation. family. Yeah. That, uh, Craig Legons. Craig Legons. Yeah, I saw you look at your watch. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, then You know what? We'll, we'll skip everything else and we'll get to the clips. All right. All right. All right, in a small Texas town, high school seniors compete in a series of fearful challenges to win a life-changing amount of money in the new series Panic. In this clip, star Olivia Welch talks about her breaking point. If if someone was like, you need to crawl into this pit of snakes, I would say no. I would, I would quit immediately. I wouldn't even try. I don't do snakes, you know, or um, like anything to do with like deep sea creatures, both equally terrifying to me. You panic is now streaming on Amazon Prime Video. Here's the next clip. Oprah and Prince Harry guide mental health discussions in their new series, The Me You Can't See, while also opening up about their own struggles and hardships. And and in this clip, Oprah discusses her appreciation for teachers making their students feel valued. Here we go. Relationships in your life, other than your family members, that made you feel valued, that allowed you to be seen and whole. And that is why, to this day, I have deep appreciation and adoration, not just for my teachers, but all teachers who are doing that. Because I know that lots of kids go home to a life that isn't so good, but they can come and sit in a classroom mm. and be seen and be valued. Yeah! Thanks for ripping us off, Oprah. Uh, the Right? Yeah, yeah, coolest teacher, right? Yeah. Uh, the Me You Can't See is now streaming on Apple TV Plus, by the way. And uh, we will hopefully talk to Mr. Keith Chambers of Haddon Heights High School at some point because he was chosen as the coolest teacher of that school. Uh, and then we pulled out our final school. What was it? We didn't write it down. Oh, Pittman. Uh, Pittman. Pittman. Yep. Yeah, and- in, uh, in Pittman. In Pittman, New Jersey. In, in Pittsawken, New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> in United Pits of America. <laughs> all right, so Pittman High School, you guys get to vote. You're the last one. You have until 6 o'clock tomorrow morning to vote, and all you have to do is text the word TEACHER to 39333, and we will send you the voting link. I do want to point this out. We have a new Daily Rush video. Uh, it is titled, Wilford Brimley C-Ring. <laughs> the description is... Treat- yeah, uh, this is... It's wonderful. Okay. Treat your erectile dysfunction by putting a thing on your thing so you can do the thing. You can watch it now at PrestonSteam.com. at all. Sponsored by Punchline Philly, Fishtown's first comedy club, restaurant, and bar. <laughs> do you know how bad it is? Like, I'll keep clips because I I'm, I edit the, the promos that run. You know, the little clips of the show that run throughout the day. And so people can, you know, oh, I remember that. Or, you know, invite new people to listen to the show. And their, their clips rested there just a couple of days ago. Like, what is that about? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. we got a few things going on. We'll tell you about those when we return. Stay with us. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best-sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MM Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. Uh, hey, uh, we got to meet our coolest teacher. Oh! 
Our next to last one, by the way, for this year. Uh, we had put the word out to Haddon Heights High School to text in, tell us who they thought uh, made a difference over the past year, and they told us that it is Mr. Keith Chambers, who is joining us. Good morning, Mr. Chambers. You guys rock. Oh, you are the man. Thank you, sir. We appreciate it. Congratulations to you. Thank you so much. It's uh, quite an honor. I can't believe it. Nice, man. Hey, we were we were watching a video uh, that Tony Chambers sent to us of you. That's my brother. That's my your brother. brother. Okay. Is, yeah, he's he's you know he's kind of a jerk. But <laughs> there you go. Well, it was you on stage emceeing a, uh, a talent show, and somebody started playing tequila, and you got into it. And you were dancing, have a good time. You looked like you were having fun. Yeah, I love being on stage. I mean, that's how I see my classroom. I see my classroom as my stage, and uh, you know, I do whatever I can for the kids. It's uh, it's all about the kids. Something you know, that makes I, it I fun. In... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love what I do, and you know, even if I don't love it, I'm going to show the kids that I do love it because you know you got to get them excited about things. You know. Uh, by the way, uh, your your brother Ed just texted in and said uh, your coolest teacher, Keith Chambers, is a drummer. Is this true? I am. I am drummer, yeah. yeah you know what's wild is you, you have a resemblance to Mike Portnoy looking at a picture of you right now. I, I've i never heard that one. I've gotten a, uh, a young Al Pacino. I've gotten, <laughs> uh, I've gotten uh, when I have my long hair, I, I've gotten the dude from The Big Lebowski. Uh, I've gotten a, quite a few things. Wow, that, that's, uh, a, that's a wide variation from a young Al Pacino to the dude. You have no idea what I look like. <laughs> I, I have many variations of my face. Wow. Yeah, the, the pictures that I'm seeing of you show you as a pretty hairy guy. You have you have long hair and you got facial hair. I, is, that, is that usually the case? Um, I actually donate my hair every two, two and a half years to, uh, for cancer kids and things like that. So I grow it out and then I cut it all off and start again. Very so nice. That's something, nice. That's something I do. And so my hair grows. uh Pretty long sometimes. Hey, Keith, so <laughs> when I was in high school, and says you're a social studies teacher, um, I hated social studies. I couldn't stand it. And so now, <laughs> as an, but as an adult now, I look back on it as being one of the more interesting subjects that I wish I would have paid more attention to in high school. Yeah, I know. Everybody says that, but um, it's honestly, uh, that was my least favorite class to go to as well. And I honestly said, I think I can do a better job than these guys. So I figured, let's give it a shot. Well, look at it this way. You're providing young students with a, a potential for great regret later on in life that they didn't get excited exactly. about the topic while they were there. But no, so it sounds like you make it interesting, though, and that you... You you know you present it, make it come alive, and, I, and that's obvious why you are the coolest teacher. Well, thank you. I, I do try. I play uh, every morning, uh, every class period. I have a song of the day that we start off with and we analyze. It relates to the topic in hand, so that's just something I've always done, and uh, I will continue to do. That's so a great idea. Very the, nice. Give the gift of music. Give us a, give us a, 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 an example of a song that you've used to set off a discussion in class. All right, well, um, in my sociology class, uh, for when we talk about deviant behavior, um, I'll play like Aqualung. Um, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's a very deviant character. So yes. I'll do, I'll do something like that. Okay, cool. That's cool. Uh, and it sounds like you yeah. have a, kind of an, uh, an animated personality, which can hold kids' attention. If you get the droning teacher, which I definitely Ben Stein. Have, 
Yeah. Oh my uh-huh. god, it's impossible. So uh, um, it sounds like your energy is something that can be shared in the classroom. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I've been complimented on that before, but uh, it's just the love of the the job and love of the kids. You know, that's you great. The kids first. That's Good awesome. You, well, listen, they love you. They voted for you. We are going to give you the uh, official Preston Steve Coolest Teacher of the Year coffee mug. We're also going to give you uh, the Coolest Teacher of the Year t-shirt to wear at the MM Barbecue as you sit in the Coolest Teacher section with other cool teachers. And we're going to give you a $25 Acme Markets gift card, too. Rock on. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know, we were mentioning yesterday that cyborg Ray Fisher uh, went to Haddon Heights uh, High School. Yes, he did. did yeah, you? He did. Uh, have you been there long enough? Did you have him in class by any chance? I've been here for 22 years, going on my 23rd. Um, I actually did not do uh, have him in class, but I did a movie uh, with him. Uh, one of my students was making a movie. He was uh, about to attend uh, NYU Film School, and we did a movie together. So I do have a um, you know a movie with he and I in it. Uh, Shared screen credit. For- <laughs> Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, that's cool, man. Yeah, we 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 do we tweet out it. Uh, yeah, hopefully we'll hear back from Ray, Ray Fisher. But that's uh, that's awesome. What was the movie? I'm sure it was an independent thing, right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, football player Hassan Reddick uh, also went here. Huh? Wow, so, excellent. Wow. Man. Well, listen, Keith, congratulations. We hope you have a great summer, and uh, we'll get you those gifts, and we'll see you at the MM Barbecue. Okay. Never had a bad summer, so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> excellent. All right, let's hear it for Keith Chambers, guys. Coolest teacher at Haddon Heights. And then the last school chosen for the year is Pittman High School in Pittman, New Jersey. So you guys, you uh, vote for the teacher that made a difference in your life this past year. And uh, we'll give them the same award tomorrow morning. Just text the word teacher to 39333 and we will send you the voting link. So uh, it's Thursday. We have not delved into the world of food as of yet this week. It's It's time for the connoisseur. We've waited all week and here's the moment you've been waiting for. Yes, we've all been waiting for this, I'm sure. Uh, I'm going to start with a story about Wheaties. The Were you a fan of Wheaties growing up? of Champions. I never did have Wheaties for whatever reason. Um, you know, when I was a kid, I, uh, Wheaties seemed boring to me. So I wanted, you know, uh, Crunch Berry and uh, 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 Cookie Crisp right, and, right. you know, things the like that. The healthy stuff. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So Wheaties were never a part of my, my daily balanced uh, Diet. breakfast. Yeah. Um, what about you? I did for yep. a brief period. I, I Wheaties was a, was a, a go to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, standard stuff. But uh, I was never it was never my favorite cereal. Uh, they're cel- any cereal that creates chocolate milk is my favorite. They're celebrating uh, their 100th year, huh. uh, and they have unveiled a special series commemorating cereal boxes, starting of commemorative cereal boxes. Starting with uh, Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. Wow. Uh, so the collectible box will be the first in a multi-part series uh, launching throughout the centennial year and featuring instantly recognizable champions who have previously graced the Wheaties box and shaped sports culture. Uh, Wheaties chose to kick off the series with the greatest uh, in honor of the athlete's six core principles of confidence, conviction, dedication, giving, spirituality, and respect reflected his approach to opponents inside and outside of the ring. Uh, The 2021 commemorative box featuring Ali, the three-time world heavyweight boxing title holder and Olympic gold medalist, is the third time that he has been featured. Uh, He was also on the Wheaties box in 1999 and 2012, which is interesting because he wasn't on the box when he was in his his fighting shape, you know? (laughs) 
Um, who's been on? Do they mention who's yes. been on the most? And I will get to that in a yeah. moment. So a couple more things uh, real quick, though. Uh, the Wheaties Muhammad Ali Century Box is now available in the major grocery retail stores where you buy your cereal. Future releases will be announced on Wheaties uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram accounts. Uh, so I have a little bit of history about Wheaties and the be- or featuring the best on their boxes. So in its original form, athletes were depicted on the side or back of the cereal box. In 1958, Wheaties began placing the pictures on the front of the box. Uh, aviator Eleanor Smith was the first female on the Wheaties box in 1934. The following year, golfer uh, Babe Didrikson uh, Zaharias became the first female athlete. She was one of the greatest one golfers of, the, of all time. Of all yes, time. yeah. yeah. Uh, baseball Groot, uh, great Groot. Groot was on. No, Groot was not. <laughs> Lou Gehrig. Oh, different. I was putting Great and Lou together. Uh, Why made, is there a tree on home plate? Made the cut three times in 1934, 1992, and 1999. Uh, he was also the first living person that General Mills chose to honor on their cereal box. Oh, really? I just first that. living person. They had all passed the people before. Well, Groot was still alive. Uh, Jesse Owens was uh, the first black athlete featured on the cereal box in 1936. Well, he would have been alive at the time. Uh, okay. Well, anyway, uh, Olympic <laughs> pole vaulter Bob Richards was the first athlete to be featured on the front of the box in 1958. So. <laughs> Who would you guess was on the box more than anybody else? This person was on 18 times. I'm going to guess Matt Cord. Not Matt Cord. Matt Cord was not on the Wheaties box. He was on Corn Flakes. Oh, all right. Kellogg's Corn Flakes. I have a guess. Okay. Is it Bruce Jenner? Anybody else want to guess? I'm I'm thinking Bruce Jenner is a good good selection. Yeah. Anybody? Maybe maybe Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Ding, 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 ding. ding, ding. Where's Jordan? Uh, so yeah, he was on 18 wow. times. So what did he do? <laughs> he was, uh, he did a little bit of everything, but yeah. I, I, mostly during his baseball days. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know who has appeared also several times. Cause I got to believe that eclipses everybody. 18, 18 times? times. Yeah. I mean, but, I don't know. Huh. Uh, so yeah. I want to talk about, I wonder on a level of lucrative endorsements, what athlete in all the history of sports has generated the most revenue from their endorsements? Well, For, probably Jordan would right? be in the top five. I mean, uh, Tiger, there, Woods. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. Also yeah. up there are um, international superstars like Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, right. Lionel Messi. Like those guys make so much money. Uh, outside of the states, so you know, of course, we're aware of Jordan and uh, and Tiger Woods, but those guys do really well. But also, um, uh, the uh, the highest paid female athlete last year was the uh, Osaka that just withdrew yes. from the uh, French Open. Right, she makes a ton of money in endorsements. Okay. Maybe Shaquille O'Neal. He he. I mean, he's still crushing it. You know, with the general. So Shaquille O'Neal is a is a juggernaut as far as on as an entrepreneur. He's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how much uh, George Foreman he made. Gazillions with the George Foreman grill. That, that story is one of the great stories of all time. Basically, oh. the the company that makes the grill was calling around their marketing firm. They had a couple people in mind. The first call went out to Hulk Hogan, 
and he was not there to get the call or mm-hmm. whatever the deal was. It fell through the cracks. Yep. Moved on to George Foreman, and the rest is history. Yep, exactly. So the, the athlete that made the most last year uh, was Conor McGregor, the endorsements. Uh, uh, in, in endorsements in, or just in? in, in well, uh, this list, Casey, is, is via endorsements. But all time, number one, Jordan. Number Well, this list, uh, list hasn't been updated since 2017, so it may have changed. But uh, Tiger Woods was number two. Jordan was number one. Uh, Arnold Palmer was number three. Jack Nicholas. And then uh, Michael Schumacher, the right, the racer. You know, it's funny because uh, the estate of a, an, uh, a yeah. you know, of someone who's passed can generate tons of money as well. Shaquille O'Neal's number ten on that list. Oh, by the wow! Way. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, he got with the general. All right, uh, let me see what else they got here. How about this one? Uh, you guys have heard of uh, Swiss rolls? The the kind of treat. It's a yes. you know, a dessert. I've I've had a, a love hate relationship with Swiss rolls over the years. Uh, TikTokers are putting a new spin on the old dessert with what they call Oreo sushi. So dozens of TikTok users have shared videos of themselves turning the Nabisco cookie into tube-shaped cakes. Uh, And they use the hashtag Oreo Sushi. It has over 10.3 million views. To make it, uh, you first have to separate the cream from the cookie. So you take that center out. Uh, Then the cookies are crushed and mixed together with three tablespoons of condensed milk. Mm -hmm. The mixture must then be flattened. And then you add one tablespoon of condensed milk to the separated cream, mix that together, then you spread it evenly to distribute over the crushed cookie layer, and then you roll it up and cut into pieces We're looking at it. Uh, to look like sushi. It looks really good. It looks like a good idea, actually. <laughs> it does. I've had... What's the sushi element of it? Well, it's just the way it looks. There's, fish, there's raw fish. <laughs> no, no, it's just the way it looks. So, so sushi rolls, you, know, uh, and yeah. you, you roll this up. And the, using the same technique uh, here, it looks like they use wow. uh, some uh, plastic, uh, <clears throat> uh, you know, like a cling wrap to yeah. do that. Yeah, But I, I have had um, cookies or treats that have been made with crushed up Oreos before, and they're damn good. Well, yeah. who's, who's the guy, our listener, who's brought in the... Um... The Oreo balls or whatever they were. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, they're unbelievable. They're fantastic. Hey, what's that stuff called? Uh, or is it dirt mud? What is it called, Kath? Oh yeah. What is that called? Like dirt cake. Dirt cake. Yeah, that's made with Oreos. Is, is it, it not? Really? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Okay, similar. So you can do lots of different stuff with your Oreos if you're creative. I in love the Oreos. Yeah. I love when people try to dissuade you from eating them by saying, "You know that cream is chemicals." Mm-hmm. I don't care. It's yummy chemicals. Yeah. All right, so that's something for you to try in your kitchen today. All right. Uh, This is interesting. Uh, It involves beverages. Uh, The German military says it has found a solution for an unusual logistics problem that its troops in Afghanistan face, and that is an overabundance of beer. Defense Ministry spokeswoman uh, Christina Rautzi said Monday that a recent decision by the German commander in Afghanistan to ban the consumption of alcohol for security reasons has resulted in a pileup of beer, wine, and mixed drinks at Camp Marmal. Uh, German soldiers are usually entitled to two cans of beer or equivalent per day. Uh, Routzi said the military had found a civilian contractor who will take the alcohol back out of the country ahead of the German troops' withdrawal from Afghanistan as the NATO mission in the country ends in the coming months. So how much are we talking? Uh, almost 6,000 gallons <laughs> wow. of alcohol, including almost 60,000 cans of beer. Uh, couldn't be sold in Afghanistan due to local religious restrictions or destroyed for environmental reasons. So they mm. have to get it out of there. 
Uh, proceeds from the German contractor's sale of the beer elsewhere should cover the cost of transporting it out of the country. Well, send it back, uh, I mean, and get it set for Oktoberfest. But it's just really expensive to move yeah. all of that beer. So they're, essentially they're going to have to come back, they're going to sell it, and the money that they spent, that they made on selling it will cover, will cover the, cost the cost of moving it. Wow. So it's a loss, I guess, yeah. on that Damn whole it. thing. Damn uh, it. But they have an overabundance of beer. What else here? Let's see what I got for you. How about... Let's go to... Well, hot dogs. How about this? Everyone loves hot dogs. Uh, Nathan's Famous rolled out meatless hot dogs. <laughs> and 13 chains across New York. Still haven't <laughs> had one that I think is worth a damn. Right. You know what? Yeah, with all the Beyond Meat and stuff mm-hmm. out there... Now, I haven't really sampled a lot of meatless hot dogs, Mm -mm. but I haven't seen anything about them creating a good meatless hot dog yet. So I've had meatless sausage patties, which are, I think, damn good. Close. Mm -hmm. Just the way Beyond stuff is and Impossible stuff is. I think, I wonder how difficult it is to nail a hot dog with that matter. Yeah, it's a good question because hot dogs are definitely, the texture is way different than, it, than ground meat, like in a hamburger or sausage. And it benefits from that extra taste of horse sphincter. Oh. Right? Uh, and the other parts that I they don't put think, in hot dogs. Well, there's no horses involved yeah. in hot Unless dogs. Getting, it's pigs. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. And cows. dogs might, and roadkill. There might be pig anus in yeah. it, but... Any anus that's available. Uh, the chain announced that the new menu option will be coming back in April in partnership with plant-based company Meatless Farms. Uh, they say the Nathan's Veggie Dog is comprised of a proprietary spice blend. Spice blend. It is unclear if the Veggie Dogs will be served at Nathan's Famous Hot Dog Eating Contest on July 4th. You, uh, obviously, you guys have had Nathan's. Have you ever had a Hebrew National hot dog? Yes. Yeah, yeah they're excellent. You can get those in the grocery store, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. easily. Um, they answer to a higher source. Do do you prefer one over the other? Because hmm. they're um, both damn good, man. I'm, I'm and a, ball pank, a ballpark Frank guy. Okay, you know, they so, pump when you cook them. They do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to say this. Or massage uh, them slowly. I That was the last brand of uh, uh, hot dogs that I got, the All-Beef Franks, and I was less than thrilled with huh. And I was like, all right, I guess Ballpark has gone because I, it was they were terrible. I grilled last night, and uh, my girlfriend was in the mood for hot dogs, so uh, she had hot dogs. I had sausage. I had chicken apple sausage instead. And Those I, are good. Yeah. Where are sausages? <laughs> they were on the grill. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You know, it's... it's um, you know, for the long for the longest time, I just want to sing a Billy Joel song. Yeah. The um, I was, I, I, I love the Seven Eleven hot dogs. Yeah, and now, those I think those are. Like, I'm sorry, do you still make Philly's Franks? Do you remember Philly's oh, Franks? Oh yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah, they sold them at the ballpark. Well, they sold you get to get them at the supermarket. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what's what's the technical term for the for the? So there's the standard hot dog, and then there's the long. Is that a ballpark Frank? The long extra thin wiener? No, no, those are the. Um, That's a Frankfurter. No, no, I don't think there's a difference. I just think it's just size. I mean, there's foot long. Right. uh, Yeah. Yeah. But the long, thin one, I don't know if there's a a specific name for it. I don't think it's like pasta where you got different names for for different thicknesses and so on. But I may be wrong on that. I'm not sure. But Case, yeah, you could get Philly's Franks at the ballpark, obviously, and and then the grocery store. And I'm... Dodger dogs were really popular as well too, and they were the ones that they you could get at a Dodgers game in L.A. and right. then they, they became popular. I, I who I'm made curious. the Philly Franks though? Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. Like, I'm curious as to how much difference there was between a Dodger dog and a Philly's Frank or or any right. other of the the name brands. 
Uh, somebody texted in and said uh, Sabritz hot dogs are yes. the best. I'm, I'm, not, them. I'm uh, not familiar with them. I go Deaton Watson. I, I, I shouldn't have strayed from my Deaton Watson roots. Deaton Watson's really good. Mm-hmm. I had one yeah. the other day at the uh, Crohn's and Colitis event that I did, uh, and it was quite tasty, I must tell you. <laughs> Steve, I, the, the first dog I ate was so like uh, disappointing. I was like, well, maybe it's the way I cooked it. So I cooked... Each dog differently because I was like, oh, you know, maybe I need to grill it. Maybe I need to boil it. Maybe I and every single one I was like, these, they were, they were real. They were really bad. <laughs> they were terrible. Yeah. So, oh, well, that's what I get. You know, uh, I will tell you my my method when I was a kid uh, to cook hot dogs that me and my friend came up with, and I'm telling you, it made the perfect hot dog every time. Take a hot dog, wrap it in tin foil. Throw it in a cardboard box and set it on fire. No. <laughs> no kidding. Really? I'm going to try this. Wow. Of course, we we set an entire field on fire oh. while we were doing that. So there are upsides and downsides. There are downsides. You got to do it safely, but maybe in your fire pit. You know what? I will do that. Okay. All right. I will do that at some point. How big of a cardboard box? I, you know, oh, like a refrigerator box. Not a refrigerator <laughs> box. A small package, you know, whatever. And okay. you just let it burn all the way out. So that's what started the great fire? It was one of, the, yeah, I think it might have been. We were making our, our and, lunch. And where the did, notion of just putting it on a stick over a fire didn't? It wasn't as fun. Okay. No. What, no. Where did you learn this? Uh, this was not. Came up with it myself. Wow. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. It's in the movie Backdraft. <laughs> yeah. Well, we did that in camp. So uh, the summer camp that we would go to, we would wrap them in foil and then just throw them in the campfire. Oh, you would? Okay. Yeah. And then so like you would, but it was, um, you would sort of wait until the foil itself blackened and then you would take it yeah. out and then the, the dog was done. Tasty, right? Yeah, it was really good. Mm. Okay. Mm. The you number guys, one food choice for arsonists. You guys ever have a Texas Tommy? Because I'm, I kind of have a hankering for one right now. I've had them. Yeah, they're yeah. really good. Yeah, There's cheese involved with that? Yes, cheese and bacon. And it's bacon. wrapped in bacon. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right, and then yeah, <laughs> and a and a pig serves it to you. <laughs> it's pretty damn good. All right, so yeah, they're going to try that out. Steve, you mentioned Seven Eleven. Yes, Seven uh, Eleven has a new bacon, egg, cheese, and potato breakfast taquito available taquito. at participating mm-hmm. locations. Remember the whole line of taquitos. Uh, the taquitos will be available 24-7, just as the rest of the food served at the convenience store is. Uh, the chain says the crispy flour tortillas are filled with scrambled eggs, smoky bacon, diced potatoes, and a blend of cheddar, pepper jack, and Monterey Jack cheeses. What can I get for you, stranger? It's a Listen, taquito. I very rarely go into 7-Elevens because there are none nearby me, and I'm right. surrounded by Wawa, which is a beautiful thing. Yes. Uh, but on the occasion that I have stumbled in and taken a look at that, you know, hot dog roller grill thing. Yep. There's some weird stuff yeah, there is. going on at <laughs> They're like burger dogs. So there there yes, are actual yeah. hamburgers. There's a cheese filled burger dog yeah. thing. I there's yeah. uh, there should be a TED talk on exactly what's spinning on those <laughs> what things. What is it? Yeah, and, because I, and there's some are filled with cheese, some are just straight up sausage, but they're all shaped like hot dogs. And they all have, you know, there's some that are chicken and yeah. I think there's chicken, but there's, there's one some that's that ice cream. Beef and one that's ice cream. <laughs> But there's, right, some, there's some weird stuff going on there. I'll tell you what, though, Preston. It, again, so a lot of your Sunokos now have switched over and are 7-Elevens. Oh, I didn't know like that. Like the one right up here on City Line now yeah. has a 7-Eleven sign on it. Okay. Mm. So, um, yeah, it yeah. went from 8-plus to 7-Eleven. Exactly. Huh. The ones that are popping up all around me now are the Royal Farms. Uh, we, have, yeah. we have a few of them in our area. Ooh. They're they're very they're big in size. And they're royal. And uh, the one near us has a giant rooster out in front of it. I don't know if all those have that. Oh, the Lance that likes it? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yep. I think it's because they, they, uh, they specialize in fried chicken, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we I agree we need this. something. What yeah. is the animal we kill most? 
Somebody, somebody texted in, directions for taquitos say throw directly in toilet. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. They're taquitos. terrible. Are they terrible? Oh, God. I don't know if I've ever had one. I probably have had. I like them. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I've, you know, you, I would not, I could order something and they would hand me something off that roller, <laughs> Preston. <laughs> yeah. And I would, it could be exactly the opposite of what I ordered and then have no idea. No, I'll get these taquitos in the freezer section of my Acme and um, those are good. I, I wish... think I would trust those more than the ones off the roller. Like if, it, I, if I'm yeah, making them in, in my it, own it's home. It's not wise yeah. to eat things that haven't been rolling. <laughs> I... I have gotten things off of that roller. I, okay. I don't go to Seven Eleven all that often, but I'm more of a curious eater than anything. It's you know it's the reason why I got the cheeseburger at, at Wawa. I was like, I have to see what a Wawa cheeseburger tastes like. And actually, as it turns out, it's not bad. If okay. you go to the finer restaurants, they yeah. will wheel the roller over to your <laughs> yes. table. Mm. Would you like to our taquito bar? We actually uh, have a. You know, I wonder if we still have it. When the kids were little, we ended up buying a hot dog roller. You know, it was kind of the same reason why you buy I like a, you a know, popcorn a popcorn machine. machine I always wanted on one. Yeah. The, 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 the Sears catalog had one. And I'm like, I just wanted, I don't even know why I want I know. My, I my know. parents were sane enough to say you were not going to use that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I know what you're saying. It looks yeah. neat. And yeah. You're probably I can always it, have hot dogs. Use it for a week or two. Right. And then it'll just take up space. Uh, something similarly, uh, I always wanted to get my own soft serve ice cream machine. I That's thought, cool. Can you? Do yes, you have, can. You, all right, yes, they, they have, you can. Right. They're not cheap. No? No. Damn. I mean, if you get the cheap one, it, it's going to break in a, in a month and a half. And and then it is one of those things where you will use it for three or four weeks and then never use, <laughs> never it, use again. it again. Well, yeah. no, well, what will happen is once they're removing a wall on your house to flatbed your dead body out of the... Uh... You, you know what? They're they're impossible to clean, and you have to. Yeah. And so they, they become really difficult. So, yeah, here's, here's a good one uh, that's uh, $1,300. Yeah. So there's, there's a small Cuisinart mix... Uh, mix in soft serve. It's only a hundred dollars at Bed Bath and Beyond, but you know that yeah. probably will fall apart. Casey you know? McDonald does a show on some some channel, but she goes to these multi million dollar, you know, almost billion dollar homes, and some guy had the Froyo company had installed, you know, Froyo yeah. serves in the kitchen, and they came out and serviced it every month. Yeah. So it's if you can arrange that deal, that's, that's pre- probably the best. Deal. Preston, could you imagine? Just having pistachio ice cream, oh, soft serve ice cream on tap on all tap. the time. No, that would Preston, exactly. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I, c- I couldn't possibly have something like I've that. I've got a fart. But you know what? Things like that. If you have things like that around, uh, my fear is that I would grow tired of it, and it would lose its novelty of being a treat. I think you're right. I think okay. you're right. If you have too much of it, yeah. that's why you've got to have. You've got to have the restraint. Right to preserve the yeah. uh, you know and to know when to do that. If you have it on tap, you know um, you you will appreciate it less. Yeah, uh, there'll be a massive run at the beginning, but then you'll you'll go to hate it. <laughs> All right, what that are we I did. Hot dogs were invented in 1936 as a tax. I don't know what all I can say of this. Hot dogs were invented in 1936 by Larry Hot Dogs <laughs> when he accidentally dropped a bag of prize-winning pig buttholes into his D-shaper machine. <laughs> Thank you, Mystery Texter, because I really enjoyed that. Wow. Okay. Larry Hot Dogs. Uh, One more thing. One more thing from the connoisseur, if you don't mind. Wrap it up here. Uh, Some companies are having a hard time filling job openings uh, as U.S. emerges from uh, pandemic and the restaurant and hospitality industries are among those having the most difficulty. So restaurant chains have been boosting the hourly pay that they're offering to try and draw workers 
And for Chipotle Mexican Grill, that has meant that it has also had to raise prices only by about 4%, though, to cover that cost. So right. if you start to see some prices going up, it might be because of that for the time being. I would like to think, and this will have to happen just by the simple mechanics of the way everything works, you know, they'll start to fill those positions. But oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, listen, if you're looking for work, the, the perks that are being offered... To service industry people right now, uh, you know, it's oh, very enticing. It is. It's very enticing. Uh, Chipotle announced last month that it will raise hourly wages to reach an average of $15 an hour by the end of June. Uh, this move comes as the restaurant industry is also facing uh, rising uh, prices for food as suppliers try to deal with the return of demand. I saw a job listed at Wendy's for cashier that came with a company car. Wow. <laughs> Now, that's, I mean, a that's perk. pretty wild. Yeah. Right. All right. Uh, by the way, real quick, I want to mention this because I did meet a, a listener last night. We took my son out for uh, his graduation uh, dinner. He's graduating high school today, and it was also my dad's birthday. So we went to uh, Maggiano's Little Italy. Love it. I haven't been there in years. Yeah. And I figured it would be good because I, I, I knew everybody that was going like Italian food. Right, so right. we'll just go there and we'll, we'll get plenty of food. Uh, and one of the uh, managers uh, said hi and listened to the show. I don't know how she recognized me. I was wearing a mask, but nonetheless, it was really nice. Well, when you sat down at eight, right? But dear God, no, it was, uh, it was, I was walking around. But, oh. any, but anyhow. Um, Good Lord, the portions they serve there are obnoxious. It's like, uh, you know, uh, Cheesecake Factory right. as well. Like, you get a tub of pasta. As they say, abundant, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, abundant. So, so the, uh, I, I, and my, I told you the story many times. I had no idea initially when I first went to Maggiano's. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I yeah. was, I was either ordering off the wrong part of the menu. Yeah. But I was ordering family size. Right. <laughs> I mean, Preston, I ate Italian food for almost a straight month. Yeah, I believe it. Jesus Christ. We took home bags of leftovers last <laughs> And it's night. great food. It is. It's it great is. food. It's just no human should eat that much. I did not know. All right. So, but anyway, it was uh, nice to meet uh, somebody out and about last night. And that's all the time we have for, for the, the connoisseur. And I didn't even put my hat on. Um, yeah, I'll let you go with this All one. right, thank you. I appreciate it. I'll just write you a warning. All right. <laughs> uh, we do need to take a break. Uh, when we return, we will get into some bizarre file stories that I have set aside just for you, my friend. We're also going to have our buddy Vinny Brand on around 9 o'clock. It's one night only for Vinny, and that is tonight at Helium Comedy Club. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate stevensinger.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
Real quick uh, text message. This is a nice note. It says, uh, hey, have to let you guys know when my dad, uh, my dad has listened for years. I grew up listening. I didn't appreciate the show when I was a kid, but now at 26, I actually forget when I, that I'm not listening to music when I'm listening to you guys. <laughs> Much love. And that is uh, Emily, who is from uh, Newark. Or, uh, or Newark. I don't know if she's from Newark or Newark. That's awesome. From one of those two 302, places. so I'm guessing it's Delaware. Oh, it's 302. Okay, yeah, then it's yeah. Newark. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks, Emily. Uh, then I got this shout-out I would like to do. It says, good morning. Could you please do a shout-out for my husband, Rich Herzog. June 10th is his 60th birthday. And then on June 18th, he will retire after 32 years as the art teacher at Bell's Elementary School in Washington Township, Aww. New Jersey. He's a huge fan of all of yours, as am I. Uh, has attended multiple events over the years, including as part of his summer job working for NES at BB&T and other venues. Uh, he has his MMRBQ tickets already. Awesome. And will likely spend some of his retirement attending even more events, especially now that the world is opening up. Can you please read this any morning between June 7th and June 18th? You did it. If you can do it between 7.30 and 8, that would be great. I came really close because it's 8.03. Uh, with love from his wife, Linda, and sons, Nick, Alex, and Pete. So here's a shout-out to you. Good luck in everything uh, with retirement, my man. Um, and Marissa wants me to mention we're out of love you, help you line. Oh. Yes. Hmm. So have we helped everybody? I I, I, that's a good sign. Or do you still need some help with your business? Maybe you need to staff it. Uh, maybe you just want to point out your local business that has struggled during the pandemic and needs some assistance. Call our Love You Help You line and leave the message because other if we don't get any more, then we're done with that. We've, yeah. We, we did it. We go back to the love and hate. Yeah. Which, you know. What? I want to spread the love. I yeah. like spreading the love. Yeah. I talked to two people directly and I said they should call and I don't think they've called yet. And so, so Brett Copeland and Sean Coyle, how come you haven't called yet? You, yeah, You man. need help. We're we're here to help. Four eight four four three four thirteen thirty three is the number. Yeah, you we'll know get what? on air and crush your business if you don't call. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. What, damn yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, so <laughs> that's the hate you put. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you want half of us? You mess with the bull, you get the horns. You get the horns. Uh, we were we were talking about how we you know if you're looking to employ people, and intern Joe called because you know he's an EMS or EMT worker. Uh, for Narberth, and they were looking to staff, and he was supposed to call. So I'm calling him out too, Nick. All right. uh, he was supposed to call. So Joe's sure not in EMF. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. What did that say? All right. For? Uh, it's M Epsom Mad Funkers. No kidding. Really? Yes. I oh. was on the radio when that song yeah. came out, and therefore I knew that stupid little bit of trivia for <laughs> some they, reason. Uh, was that 3 a.m. Eternal? Who was that? No. 3 a.m. No, that was. <laughs> Are we playing this game now? Yeah, we are yeah, not. Uh, Let's do the bizarre. I think we're just right. hanging out talking now. <laughs> I'm impressed, Preston. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. Epsom Mad Funkers, yeah. Mm -hmm. They didn't have any other songs, did they? Uh, no. Not, none that hit, anyway. But, uh, yeah, 3 a.m. Eternal. Now that's going to drive me crazy. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. Nick will have to look that up. Should we do the Bizarre File? Yeah! All right. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Oh, KLF. Oh, That's I like the KLF. 3 a.m. Eternal, yeah. KLF is going to rock you. <laughs> uh, brought to you by Sequoia Outback. By the way, they have any and everything that you can imagine to make your deck or any outside space. Source of comfort and pride. Route 309 in Hatfield or at decksupplies.com. This is a messed up story, and there's video to back it up. A daredevil died after jumping off a 120-foot cliff. 
into the sea and accident, accidentally landed on a tourist boat. No. Yeah, this footage is just gut-wrenching. Fad Ibrahim Jamil Al-Lakma leaped off the side of the uh, Raush rocks in Beirut, Lebanon on Sunday. The Syrian had failed to hear the warning shouts from onlookers that there was a boat directly below him. The tourist boat had just emerged from a tunnel under the cliff, which would have likely obscured his view. You can hear audible gasps as the man collides with the boat and an audible thud when he hit. He fell from a height of 118 feet, hit his head on the boat, killed him instantly. He also injured the boat's captain. I mean, that that fall alone into the water is precarious. Agents from the Lebanese Civil Defense pulled the young man's body out of the water and took him to the hospital where he was pronounced dead. Uh, the captain was taken to another hospital where he received treatment for his unspecified injuries. That's so horrible. Wow, Just that's terrible. Incredibly bad timing. All right, so you always see this in movies. I never think of this to happen in real life. Uh, an Altoona man accused of stalking a woman led police on a foot chase across roofs, across porch roofs. Ah, so you know how in yes. some action movies there's oh, always yeah. a roof, roof, roof break. Chafe. Yep. Yeah, chase. Uh, so he is in custody now. Uh, Taylor Settle managed to slip past cops and get back into his apartment after he was talked down from a roof on Friday morning. Uh, police were on the scene uh, about 9.30 a.m. to investigate allegations that he had been stalking a woman when he appeared in the alley. As cops spoke to the woman, he ran off. Officers ran after Settle, who said, I didn't do anything. <laughs> I didn't do anything. And at one point, an officer shot him with a taser. Police note only one of the taser's probes hit him, so it had no effect. He continued to run. As cops started setting up a, per- a perimeter, uh, Settle was spotted jumping from that porch roof to the next house's porch roof, and then to the next house's, and then one after that. Uh, so he's doing that thing from the movie where they yeah, jump from roof to yeah. roof. And he stayed on the roof for a long time, refusing to cooperate with cops until he was talked down. Police said Settle admitted to stalking the woman. And so he did do something. Uh, and following her I around, lied! Following her around for months while talking to police, Settle came down off the roof by a ladder, but he somehow eluded police again and got back into his home where a family member then locked the door. Uh, when police got into the home, Settle was sitting in the kitchen and tried to pull away from the officers when they started to put him in handcuffs. He was hit with pepper spray, which police noted had no effect, and it took about five officers to get control of him. So he was out of control. Okay, this is hilarious. Um, during a hearing of the House Committee on Natural Resources on Tuesday, Representative Louis Gommert of Texas asked Jennifer Eberlin, who is an official from the U.S. Forest Service, if the Forest Service or the Bureau of Land Management could alter the orbits of the Earth or the Moon to help fight climate change. Okay. This guy really said this. Steve, this reminds me of the time that the person was talking about the, the island. Over. Yes. If they had too much equipment on, on one, one side, side of the, of the island. island. Okay. Yeah, Louis Gomert said this? Louis Gomert said, and I understand, and I'll read this verbatim. He said, and I understand from what's been testified to the Forest Service and the BLM, You want very much to work on the issue of climate change. I was informed by the immediate past director of NASA that they have found that the moon's orbit is changing slightly, and so is the Earth's orbit around the sun. We know there's been significant solar flare activity, and so if there's anything that the National Forest Service or BLM could do to change the course of the moon's orbit or the Earth's orbit around the sun, he said, obviously that would have profound effects on our climate. Uh, Jennifer Eberlin then said... I would have to follow up on that with you, uh, Mr. Gorman. 
And then he said, yeah, well, if you figure out a way that you and the Forest Service can make that change, I'd like to know. <laughs> okay. Well, why not? Right. Okie dokie. Elected officials saying that. Let's uh, take this conversation offline. <laughs> Uh, a Georgia woman visiting South Florida accidentally, this is a terrible story, shot her teenage sister in the face oh, no. while handing her a gun inside a car. The shooting occurred Sunday. Uh, Tenuria Holt uh, had been arrested and charged with culpable negligence that inflicts personal injury and improper exhibition of firearms. Uh, the victim, Dre Nea, uh, Dre Nea Ponder, or remain on life support on Monday. Holt had told detectives she and her sister and two other women were recording video of themselves with cell phones inside the uh, car while Holt handed, uh, handled a 9mm handgun owned by one of the other women. Jeez. Holt said she racked the firearm. She watched the live round eject, and she believed that the gun was unloaded after she did that. She just must not know her way around firearms no, at all. Handed no. it to her sister, but the gun fired and hit her. Uh, Holt is being held without bond, so that's just a horrible thing to have happen. All right, and then we'll do one more story, and we will wrap it up. Let's go with this one. A retired nun who worked as a principal of a Catholic elementary school in Torrance has agreed to plead guilty in connection with stealing more than $835,000 in school funds to pay for personal expenses, mm. including gambling trips. So this was after she retired? Uh, well, she, yeah. Okay. Well, that's a good question. I don't know if she I was... don't think it's legal after you retire, but I'm just curious. <laughs> it's the framing. Mary Margaret Cooper was charged with one count of wire fraud and one count of money laundering. She agreed to plead guilty to two charges, which carry a maximum sentence of 40 years in federal prison. For a 10-year period until September 2018... She embezzled money from St. James Catholic School in Torrance, where she was the principal for 28 years. Nah, that's not good. Uh, She had been responsible for charitable donations as well as funds that the school received to pay for tuition and fees. Have you ever seen none of the craps table, Preston? No, I have never seen one, no. Uh, Krupper also controlled accounts at a credit union, including a savings account for the school and another account meant to pay the living expenses of the nuns employed at the school. I've been a bad nun. Officials said she diverted school funds into the convent account and the savings account and then used the diverted cash to pay for expenses that the order would not have approved, much less paid for, including large gambling expenses incurred at casinos and certain credit card charges. She said gambling addiction was a hard habit to break. Uh, additionally, she had directed school employees to alter and destroy financial records during a school audit. Well, she was trying to cover it up, too. I'll break your legs. Officials noted that uh, Cooper had taken a vow of poverty as a nun. Was it Cooper or Croupier? Uh, I don't know. Cooper, Cru- <laughs> Croupier. I'm not sure. And there you go. That is what we have in the bizarre file for uh. you for now. All right, let's uh, take a break and come back in just a moment. Vinny Brand joining us in a little while, so we'll spend some time chatting with him. Stay with us. We'll be back shortly. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Are you feeling stressed and overwhelmed by life? Ready to recenter and create inner peace? Alana offers guided meditations and more in Media PA. Visit her website at alana.abmp.com. That's A-L-A-N-A dot A-B-M-P dot com. Mention the show and receive $20 off your first session. We look forward to seeing you. Next message. Good morning, Preston and Steve listeners. This is Matt Russell with the Tiny Steppers Company, and we are located in Levittown, PA, Bucks County. Tiny Steppers are a brand new, fun, unique way of bonding with your little ones, all while teaching the motion of walking. 
We welcome you to see what all the hype's about at MyTinySteppers.com. Tiny Steppers are a must-have for anyone who has or is expecting a little one. Tiny Steppers are also a blast to use, and they are an absolute hit to the baby showers. Always free shipping, and you can use promo code Preston and Steve at checkout for 10% off. So come check us out at MyTinySteppers.com. That's MyTinySteppers.com. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. So we were talking about uh, weather's looking better today. Um, and yesterday there were some pretty nasty storm cells that made their way through the area. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, driving home from our dinner last night, and even in the car I could hear, you know, you'd see that flash. I wouldn't see the actual bolt of lightning, but see the flash and then wait, and then big booms coming. They were they were banging around. Yeah, likewise, over in Mount Airy. So, the, you, you know, it was... Um, I, I, listen, I love to go out on the porch and, uh, cause we have a, you know, there's a, a porch with a, a cover over it and, and watch the storm rage, watch the lightning. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of my pets, not so much, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And then you had the poor story about the, the golfer. Yeah. Guy who was killed. Got struck killed. By lightning. Went under a tree. First person of the year in That's the entire the country to yeah. be struck by lightning. It was a record going this deep into the year. I think you said, Kathy. Yep, it was uh, that nobody had been killed by lightning so far. I know people who are absolutely mortified. I mean, well, Casey. Casey, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah that's I, right. And actually, my wife is even worse than I am. A bolt of lightning. She actually has uh, like several different weather apps with you know the satellites going and the yeah. radars and all that. Just because you know when she sits on the beach, she doesn't want to get caught out in the in the open right. with that stuff. But, so is uh, it just the beach, or if, she, if you're inside no, anywhere, does any- she freak? Yeah, she doesn't like it anywhere. Yeah, you know um, because lightning doesn't necessarily care if you're in a house or not. Right? You know, no. it, where is? The absolute safest place you can be during a lightning storm? The center of the earth. Okay. Yeah, yeah. underground, I yeah. would guess. Yeah. Basement. Um, I, we had our, our neighbor's house uh, last year got struck by lightning. Uh, and Your house? No, our neighbor's oh, house. Oh, your neighbor's house. Uh, not too far, just the coldest one one street down from where we live. And, How uh, much damage? Uh, some fire damage, yeah. uh, but nothing major, enough to where it was a pain in the ass, you know? Now, the lightning rod is supposed to, you know, the structure of the house and the, and the, the system is supposed to at least attract most of a of a lightning strike. Down into the ground. That's yeah. the, the the concept. But lightning's going to hit where it's going to hit. Yeah. It's going to branch off, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, cause damage. Yeah, yeah. So I was, uh, gosh, you know, I was a young teenager, maybe like fourteen years old, and I was playing baseball uh, against Collingdale, and I was so the baseball field was right where Delaware County Community College in Collingdale is, right? I believe that's Oak Avenue, and so I was in the batting cage, getting ready to hit, <laughs> holding a lightning rod, you know, yeah. an aluminum oh, bat yeah. above my head, yeah. standing in a steel cage, and a lightning struck in right field. And that was like, uh, that's all I needed to see and hear and, and experience. And The, the yeah. thing is, like, you're out, like, with this guy, mm-hmm. this guy was playing golf, you're out on, you know, in the open, mm-hmm. as yeah. you said, Preston, if you're, you know, you're the highest thing out there. Yeah. You've got a whole bunch of clubs with you. Or if you get under a tree like this person did. Then right. he made the mistake. That's the highest thing. Yeah. Because they say when the lightning hits, you take the height of whatever gets hit, 
mm. and the conductivity of the electricity is twice the height out. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if that's true, but it, mm. that's enough for me. So prior to that experience, Steve, I we as kids used to love it. Like we used to play a game called Hit the Deck uh, when right. we were when we were kids. Whenever a thunderstorm would come rolling through, where we would hang as you know at the windows, right? Right. And the second you saw the lightning. We would run and jump onto the couch and try and get there before the the thunderstruck. Do you do that now? Uh, no, 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 no. But like it was a game, and we loved it, and it was great. And then that happened, and then I had another experience that I didn't really care for with thunder and lightning. And and so, so now, now you're, you're it's, now I'm afraid it's, of it. It's a little bit. Isn't that weird? Though? It is. I mean, and I completely understand it though because. I know a number of people who really are. It's like you're not even joking. Right. Like I'll joke around and they'll say, "No, you need to understand. Right. I'm profoundly terrified of lightning." Well, so there's also I don't know if these uh, if this is like an old wives' tale, but the the idea that when you see lightning strike and you start counting one one thousand, two one thousand, however long it takes for you to count when the thunder stri- hits. That's how far away the actual lightning storm is. I forget the equation, but well, it's something yeah, similar to that. It, the, the old adage was that it was that's how many miles away it was, but it's not necessarily true. There is a system to that. Right. Is there? Okay. Uh, from what I've heard. But I guess it all depends on, on the topography, too, because sometimes those the thunder you're hearing is bouncing off of right. features. Right. You know, uh, It right. could be right outside your house, and you don't know You it. don't even know yeah. it. It's lurking it's behind, behind the, the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, This is from National Weather Service. If you count the number of seconds between the flash of lightning and the sound of thunder and then divide by five, you get the distance in miles to the lightning. Five seconds equals one mile. Fifteen seconds equals three miles. So, okay, so it's actually a lot closer. A lot closer, a lot closer case. Yeah. Wait, oh s- give me that equation again. You divide it by five. Count how many seconds? Seconds divided by five. Yeah. So okay. if if you count five seconds, divide five divided by five is one. So, so one mile. So one mile. It, okay. Correct. If it's three seconds, you're gonna die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, see, listen, and I love the idea of sitting on my front porch, you know, covered front porch, right? As the storm comes rolling through, making ice cream, making ice cream, <laughs> you know, whatever, like, you know, uh, ma- making bread, Steve, playing your guitar while Don not sits there yes i love that idea but i just am uneasy you know when I, whenever it comes rolling through I, listen i know i but to me and you'll like some of my best ex- experiences and best memories are r- lightning storms like like we're up in um upstate new york my wife and i we were at a resort and and you know they, they happened to have a porch area and there was a lightning storm raging down the valley. Yeah. And it was amazing. It's a celestial uh, fireworks display, unlike anything. It's oh, amazing. I used to love to yeah. watch it. Like, that yeah. was, uh, last night we were having a conversation. J- Jace was just asking. That's why I asked for that equation again, Preston, because he had asked that, and I forgot what we did as kids. But, yeah, that was like, I mean, it, th- out of everything that scares me in this world, that doesn't. That doesn't. Like, we would sit and And you're and scared watch of everything. I'm right? scared yeah. of everything, but not lightning storms, apparently. But even this equation, right? So, suppose you count to 15, and, and that means that that, well, that lightning strike was three miles away. Right. That doesn't necessarily mean that the lightning storm is three miles away. It just means that that, uh, you know, bolt of lightning was only, was a three miles away. A bolt of lightning. <laughs> um... One of the better experiences I ever had was when I was in Ocean City and there was a huge storm that came rolling through and it rolled through and it was gone. And then once it was I, I then I left my house and I saw it. It was over the ocean, like miles and miles out. And, and I enjoyed watching it from afar. Right. That was fine. Uh, yeah. When you when you have the vantage point of seeing a really cool storm brewing from far away, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. It is cool. Yeah. Uh, one of the one of the most 
listen, I, it was it was a little frightening, uh, but it was amazing. I was out on a 17 foot runabout uh, in the in the Long Island Sound, and a lightning storm started. So again, you know, you're on the water, you are the highest thing out there, <laughs> and but. Oh, my God. Yeah, I might it be scared ama- on the water. But, Kathy, what you're seeing is the lightning and the lightning reflected on the water. Oh, you know what? Um, I was on a cruise ship during a storm, and it was the middle of the night. It, uh, you know, big, giant cruise ships. You can't feel the bo- right. the, the ship ro- rock or anything like that. During the storm, you could, and it woke me up. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God. And I opened, so I had a, a room with, um, you know, like a little balcony. And I was mm-hmm. like, I just want to see what it's like. So I <laughs> opened the door. <laughs> Dear God. It, I mean, had I, I didn't step outside. Had I stepped outside, I probably would have been sucked out to see. Like, wow. it was no joke. The waves were huge. The lightning, it, and it was pitch black until the lightning would go. And yeah. Then, Everything would light up. That is that is scary. terrifying when you don't uh, when you don't in in the pitch black of night or on the yes. water or anything, and then you realize what you're really looking at yep. in those quick flashes. Well, there you go to a call. This is uh, Tim Sam. Hey, Tim Sam. <laughs> hey, Steve. You got any uh, Snickers? <laughs> Snickers. <laughs> What's up, buddy? Uh, nothing. When I was like, I don't even know. I, I either wasn't born or I was. <laughs> Still a baby. My dad was working out in the field. We're from Texas. And um, he said he was walking. There was a storm coming in. And his hair on the back of his neck stood up. And he just had this weird feeling. And he took off running, jumped in like a ditch or something. <laughs> and it lightning struck like 10 feet away from him. Oh, my Yeah, God. they Jesus. say that that's, that, well, that's a warning sign that the air around you becomes... Charged. Charged. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Tim. Yeah. Oh. yeah, I had actually, one time we were um, marching band. We were standing outside in yeah. formation, uh, and I look over and I see another guy uh, who was in line as well, and one of the lines, he was a brass player, and I started to see his hair rise up. Like a Van de Graaff generator. Just, just a little yeah. bit in the back. Oh, my gosh. And the, the conditions were getting funky, and we all, we got out of there. Did you bolt? We left. There yeah. was, yeah, and no, yeah. no, no bolt. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but there was no lightning struck or anything like that. But it was enough for us to to everybody go. Uh, we need to get out of here yeah. now. Oh yeah, uh, because we knew that was a warning sign. Because it's all that static electricity in here. Uh, well, so that guy Tim uh, Tim Sam or whatever he's <laughs> from Texas. Are lightning storms stronger in other areas? In of the some country? areas, they are, there are there are things uh, around the world. For example, I know that Japan is prone to what they call super lightning, which is in- incredibly powerful lightning strikes. Uh, yes, they come from Krypton, but uh, uh, yeah, so I don't know if that really is, if there is a full-blown delineation, but I've heard it mentioned that there are areas where it's more profound. I'm going to go to Rosemary. Good morning, Rosemary. Good morning. Get this, guys. Get What's up, Rosemary? So I just wanted to share with you, when I was a kid growing up, my grandmother was absolutely petrified of thunderstorms, and Anytime we had one, she would open up the coat closet and throw herself in and close the door. She would sit in the closet during thunderstorms? Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know where she got that idea. She was from Italy, so maybe that's what they did. Maybe that was the most secure part of the house. I don't know. But, yeah, and we made us kind of look at her going, what, what's she doing? <laughs> Grandma hides in the closet. You know, you have to explain yeah. to guests who are over at the house. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's, it's, it's like weird science, Preston. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hi, Granny. Hi, Nanny. Hi, Grampy. <laughs> All right. Thank oh, you, Rosemary. God. She goes and hides in the 
He doesn't stand for below me. <laughs> uh, Nick found this bit of information. Above the uh, Catatumbo River, which feeds Lake Maracaibo. Maracaibo. Maracaibo, thank you, in Venezuela. Uh, Catatumbo lightning flashes several times per minute. And this place has the highest number of lightning strikes per square kilometer in the wow. world. Wow. Malaysia has one of the highest rates of lightning activity in the world after Indonesia and Colombia. I mean, it makes sense, but, it, you know, in a place where there's a lot of storms, you know, you're probably not going to get a lot of lightning in the middle of the Sahara, for example. Right, you know? right. And then you have those guys who are like the forest rangers who are, you know, are, uh, uh, you know, fire spotters yeah. and lightning strike spotters. And what was that? There was one guy who'd been hit like three or four times. Yeah, yeah. You know, you mentioned uh, with with a lot of rain, Nick. I remember being in the the Virgin Islands, and uh, like every day, you could guarantee there yeah. was going to be a rainstorm at some point, like clockwork. You know, every it's gonna day roll through, and that you know that it's going to last twenty to thirty minutes, right? And, and that's going to be it. Yeah, and it, it's different, obviously, around oh, here. Yeah. I was thinking about it this yesterday, or that when, when did we have the flooding? Two days ago, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it, it's probably an asinine statement, but the fact that that one area on the Brandywine Creek. Got so much more than five miles away, kind of yeah. blows my mind sometimes. You know, right. it's, we're all in the same area, and and yet one area got six or seven inches of rain, and and I got you know drops. It does have yeah. to be in some way. It has to. The topography has to have sway yeah. over yeah. where these areas. But it's also just chaotic. Yeah, you know, there's you know, right. and, and people give Cecily Tynan and Adam Joseph crap for not getting it right, but there's yeah. there's nature, a lot of chaos. man. Yeah, exactly, you but can Cecily water skis. You can trust her. Yes. Yeah, you're right. And uh, when you're getting that much rain, or or that often a rain, how do you plan on mowing your lawn? You know what I mean? Like when you're when you get rainstorms pretty much every single day. Oh, you're talking about like in the yeah. in the Virgin Islands, right? Yeah. yeah. How do they mow their sand? How do you mow? <laughs> How do you mow your? Which, lawn? by the way, I do want to defend uh, um, the uh, meteorologist because what they're doing is they're taking the available information yeah. and the way that it is trending or moving. This is what could happen. There are a few things that could uh-huh. happen. This is the most likely thing that will happen. Yeah. And therefore, that's why it gets wrong sometimes because it's nature and yeah. nature will do what nature does. And you take the available information, you do the you, you do the math, essentially, and this is most likely <laughs> what will happen. You can't bank on it being correct every time. I'll tell you where I put, besides our own weather app, which is absolutely 100% accurate, <laughs> the AccuWeather app I find to be... Yeah, I use it all the yeah. time. Yeah. I actually... Very, very accurate. I use Dark Skies. Uh, it, you have to pay for it, but I use right. Dark Skies, and I, and yeah, I like that. Snuff Film's on that, right? <laughs> What's Dark not, Skies? Uh, it's just a, it's a weather app, um, and uh, like I get everything that I need, wind direction, all that stuff. Um, okay. I, yeah. Oh, you use it for your bike rides? I use it for my bike rides. Okay. Yeah. I gotcha. Uh, is it Dark Skies or Dark Sky? Dark Sky. Um, okay. But, uh, shoot, what was I going to say? I don't know. Oh, you like oh, oh, no, but when you end up seeing, like, you know, precipitation probability, yeah. if for some reason, I don't know why, but even if it says 19% chance of rain, I just thought, I'm like, well, it's going to rain. You know, mm. even though, really, there's an 81% chance it's not going to rain. Correct. That's I usually lean that way. I <laughs> yeah. usually go with the... Right. I there's an the 81% chance it won't rain. Yeah. Hang on. I'm going to go to Kevin. Hey, Kevin, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How you guys doing? Good. What's up, buddy? So since I was a little kid, obviously I'm a 42-year-old grown man with kids now, my parents pounded it in my head that you're not allowed to shower in a lightning storm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, no, that's wait, the same. Mine, it's mine legit. Did the same thing. Yeah. It's legit. yeah, it's legit. I read it not that long ago of some warnings, and so is being on like a landline telephone yeah. or, or 
a computer that's plugged in, uh, things like that. Yeah, the shower thing, Kevin, I've heard is is legit. All right. So mom and dad are right. You we can check. Nick, can you pull yeah, up yeah. info just to verify that? But but keep listening, Kevin, because I, I think there's truth to that. They say also to stay off scaffolding dressed as a robot. Mm. Yeah, that's oh. a, that's a big lie. It's too bad. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of people like to watch the storms that way. Doing that. Let's go up on the scaffolding in our C-3PO costume. You should not shower, bathe, or do dishes. Even washing your hands during a lightning storm could be dangerous. What about oh. drinking water? Uh, you should probably not. Yeah, I mean, uh, get away from uh, water sources. Yeah. yeah. Also, um, I'm always curious because I, I've heard different conflicting reports on it that the car is safe versus the car being not safe, and it has nothing uh, to do with the tires. No. Right? Oh, that's what I always thought. Yeah, <laughs> and the tires, like, if lightning is is at fifty thousand degrees, it's gonna, you know, a, a one inch of rubber is not gonna protect you. But I, I've heard that the metal frame of the car actually might. But I don't know the reality. The cigarette lighter actually, it, if okay. the cigarette lighter is activated and depressed, and right. a lot of cars don't have they them don't anymore. Have them anymore. Yeah, right. but if you engage it, it will mm-hmm. deflect the lightning. Didn't um, <laughs> didn't it power somebody up in Howard the Duck? The cigarette yes. lighter, yes, <laughs> absolutely so did. I, I saw that in that documentary, Howard the Duck. Stick his finger in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hang on a second here. We have somebody that was just struck by lightning earlier this week, or what? his friend was. Yeah, I'm going to go to Brian. Hey, Brian, good morning. Good morning. You guys rock. Thanks, man. What's up, Brian? Listen, this is a good friend of mine, so I know it's a true story. He is a SEPTA trolley driver, yeah. okay, on the Frankfurt Avenue line. And Tuesday night storms, his trolley was hit by lightning. Wow. And the, the key the key to it is, that, you know, with the trolley, you've got the electrical rods going to the lines up above. Correct. Right. So the, the lines were hit. Okay. And fortunately, nobody was hurt. Did yeah. the trolley the speed up to 500 miles? <laughs> 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 uh, and he can, you know, like Kramer, he finished his stop out. <laughs> so so what, what happened uh, uh, with that, uh, Brian? Well, nobody was hurt. What the way he described it was that the electrical jolt went through his steering wheel, like into his arms, kind of thing. Oh wow! But you know, I don't know if they're grounded or whatnot. But the the wires, he said, it completely exploded. Well, they're like already the taking. Exploded. Yeah, they're already taking a lot of uh, voltage through there, so it's probably can handle some. But <laughs> uh, did he did he hear it hit or anything like that, or was it from far away and ran he down just, the line? He said. He's the way again. The way you described it was the flash, the flashing of the explosion. Okay, they um, stepped out, the Preston, and they were in Albuquerque. <laughs> nice, <laughs> interesting. Uh, but everybody was okay. All right, thanks, wow. Brian. Was fine. Yeah, appreciate yeah. it, man. See Is you. there anything you can wear to actually ground yourself? In- uh, yeah, uh, you can dress like the Michelin Man, <laughs> and you'll be fine. I was actually uh, I saw the St. Elmo's fire once or twice at least on a. Um, on a well, in flight on a uh, on an airplane. Yes, okay. it's pretty wild. Yeah, after what was it? The uh, God, well, actually, Rob Lowe came King and played the saxophone. <laughs> was, was it Cat's Eye, the one where uh, uh, John Lithgow is on the airplane and the Gremlins? No, on? that was uh, Twilight, Zone. Twilight, Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. That's it. Yeah. Uh, what do they call that? A, a Faraday cage? Yeah. Uh, you can get inside one of those, and they can run. Uh, they can zap you with uh, uh, all kinds of uh, uh, you know electrical. Uh, bolts of electricity, yeah. I guess, and you're, you're fine. I, what is it, like a neutral? Uh, it's it's metal, and it's suspended in the air, conducts. I think, is how that works. It's like, like a, the, the, it the, goes around you. Actually, I think it goes through you, but you're not grounded or something along those lines. Listen, don't listen to me. Yes, don't, don't try this at home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that Tesla, that famous picture of Tesla sitting 
while the uh, basically the the lightning in the, on the device that he's running is, the is coil, over yeah. him, yeah. Uh, the Tesla coil. Uh, that was in uh, that was near where I grew up, and that that no uh, yes, it was very cool. You could go visit Tesla's. Uh, it was a, sort of a museum. Hey, hang on a second. We have uh, this guy's wife was struck by lightning while doing dishes. Uh huh. It's Gator that's on. Hey, Gator. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, buddy? Hey. Uh, yeah, your name's got to be Gator. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. My ex-wife was doing dishes. We were all drunk, <laughs> and there was a big storm came in. <laughs> And she's standing there with a handful of silverware coming out of the sink. Yeah. Lightning hit my driveway and somehow pounced through the electrical outlet on the wall and struck her. I'm sitting in the living room watching a movie. She's calling me, calling me. She's irritating me. I finally get up, walk in the kitchen, and her head's smoking. Oh, my God. Oh, are you serious? You can smell burnt hair. So, And then my daughter comes through the door. I says, what'd you do to mom? I said, I didn't do nothing. I said, smell that. It's her hair's burning. <clears throat> Here I take her to the hospital, and they took all her jewelry off. Everywhere she had jewelry, her necklace, she had a wire-cut bra. Her boobs looked like a smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> Gator, this is a great story. So everything that was able to conduct the electricity basically tattooed her. <laughs> yeah. Everywhere her jewelry was, she was burnt. Her head was smoking. Oh, my her, God. Her hair was, like, literally standing out. Like, when you touch one of them, um, you get shot. Static electricity yeah. things, sure. yeah. Sure. Um, I, does anybody else have a mental picture of this? Uh, I yes, do. I do. I do. Uh, it looks like one of the people in the waiting room of Beetlejuice. I feel like uh, she looked like a dark helmet after um, <laughs> yeah, they got yeah. done ludicrous. Smoke them if, if you got them. them. Um, <laughs> Have we stopped? <laughs> and I'm getting some of my daughter. What'd you do to mom? And it's nothing to your mom. I take her to the hospital. I'm still drunk. She's oh been drinking. God. They got her on EKG. They had to give her medicine to calm her heart down. <laughs> So, so did they? Did, hey, Gator, did they give it? I mean, how obviously it wasn't big, a bolt big enough to kill her. But did they tell? You, I mean, how were there any other injuries? No, that was it. Just her, you know, her heart was out of beat, and she was burnt everywhere her jewelry was. But I had a big oh burn God. hole. Where the hell could lightning come from? It didn't break the window. I looked at the outlet, and it's all burnt on my wall. Wow! 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 So uh, I had to hit my driveway and bounce. It was a real powerful storm that night. By the way, I, this is weird, Gator, but we have actually audio of your wife right after that. Here it is. Well, why don't we take a five-minute break? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because she's alive. She's still yeah, alive. Yeah, it is funny because she's alive, right? even though she's your ex-wife, right? Yeah, she's my ex-wife. Okay. Hey, well, Gator, did you... <laughs> Did you guys get divorced because she wasn't the same after? <laughs> no, 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 that wasn't it at all. She just was never the same, same after that. Uh, wow, dude. <laughs> That's crazy. What most of her problems are today. <laughs> so you guys were all drunk, huh? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's when we drank whiskey a lot. Oh, we have footage of her it up yeah. on the studio. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. What is this from? Oh what is that? That's I a made an extra Okay. <laughs> Why don't we take a five-minute break? All right. Gator, thank yeah. you. That was a great story, man. All right. See you later. Happy faces on her, on her boobs. <laughs> but it would be, right, uh, if you had anything that would conduct the yeah, electricity. I, would. I, I assume so. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be a tough call to top. Yeah. Um, hang on though. Rick's house has been struck a few times. Let me go to him. Hey, Rick, you're on the air, man. Hey, how are you 
how are you guys? Good. What's up, buddy? All right. So these are these are crazy stories, but three times the house I was growing up in got hit in Springfield. In Springfield, once, three times. Once uh, it hit the roof, went through like the ventilation system, and my dad and I went up on the roof, and you could see the burned roof pole. Yes. In the roof. <laughs> Rick. It infected him. Delaware Were you just struck by lightning? County. Did they lose your Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> And the hole. Hole. Of <laughs> Springfield. Uh, let me go to Tucker next. Hey, Tucker, good morning. Am I on the air? Yes. Yeah. Sweet. What's up, buddy? <laughs> when, I, when I could see, I was a construction foreman. And I saw my buddy get struck. Uh, we were both leaning up up against a concrete truck. And I walked, stepped away just for a second. I turned around to say something, and the lightning struck the truck and knocked him right on his butt. <laughs> so, uh, uh, t- most of the arc went through the pump, through the truck and the pump truck, right where I was standing like two seconds earlier. Tucker, how long ago was this you said you, when you could see? Um, this was about 25 years ago, 30 oh, years ago. Wow, okay. Hey, if it, Tucker, if there's a lightning strike nowadays, I know that you have some partial vision. Uh, d- does it register? Can you see it? I can't see lightning anymore. No, my partial vision is almost completely gone now. I can tell if it's light or dark, but I can't see the flashes anymore. Oh, I wow. still feel on the porch for electrical storms. I, I love thunderstorms. Okay. Yeah, I'll bet, man, because as far as sound goes, that's got to be an adventure for you. What was that? <laughs> He's deaf, too. <laughs> Why don't you go up on the roof and see if there's a hole? Did you really not hear me, or you're busting my balls? No, no, no. You're all, you're all crackly. Oh, okay, because okay. I said I said that must be an adventure for you because of the sound. What'd you say? You said what? Oh, yeah, yeah I, I still love the thunder. I sit out yeah, there I love to see the thunder. the thunder. Nice. Thank you, Tucker. All right, thank all you, right, guys. We'll talk see you, to you later, later, man. Wow. Yeah, shut up. No, he does it every I time. Yeah, he does. See you later. See you later. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me go to, I have, uh, Kate. Hi there, Kate. Good morning. Hi, good morning. First time caller. Oh, welcome, Kate. What's up? Oh, so this doesn't beat Gator's story with <laughs> no. the smiley face's boobs. But let me tell you, my mom lives in North Carolina and, uh, she was cleaning her refrigerator and she was just sitting on the ground and just cleaning the bottom and lightning struck and somehow went through the refrigerator into her arm that she was cleaning in, and it, it knocked her back about three feet, she said, and she was in total shock, and I was like, what? Wow. <laughs> you were there? You saw it? You saw, did you see? The, did, did you actually see the electricity arc or anything, Kate? I, I don't know. I personally wasn't there, but she told me this, and I was like, what in the hell? Yeah, no kidding, man. That's pretty yeah. freaky. Is right. she, is she like yeah. the Winter Soldier now with her one arm? <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. No, it's all right. That's all right. Thank you, Kate. Um, remember, I think we had a not your average. Was he a not your average listener? Yeah, we had a guy that was in here that got struck by lightning. No. I don't know if he was. In I don't think he was, but he, he was like a, he was a kid. He just came in, I think, to share the story. Yeah, he had and a big scar. He had scars big. that where the electricity ran down mm-hmm. through his body, his yeah. arm, it and it, he's like it went in here and came out here, and you yeah. can see the marks on him. I mean, think think of the heat. Yeah. Think of the generate. The fact that he's alive is amazing. Yeah. So it was uh, two NFL drafts ago where it, they had, it seemed like every single first round draft pick had 
something horrible, some sort of horrible backstory, right? And the one guy who was a defensive player, I believe, for Penn State. Yeah. Friend got struck by lightning, knocked him right out of his shoes, and he was, I don't even, maybe like 10 yards away or something along those lines. Kill him? Like, yeah, yeah, not, and he was right there, knocked Man. the kid right out of his yeah, shoes. It will, yeah, it will do that, knock mm-hmm. you out of your shoes. Wow, okay, well, I don't think we have any lightning storms planned today. There are some showers maybe tomorrow, but not all day. The rest of the day is looking pretty good, but last two days... If you were now, th- some areas got nothing. Yeah, other got areas nothing. got absolutely nailed uh, with some pretty big lightning storms. So um, just Key heads boomers. up. Yeah. All right. Well, we got to take a break. Come back in a second because we got a guest. We're going to get to our buddy Vinny Brand is going to be at Helium Comedy Club for one night only, two nights, and we will talk to him when we return. Stay with us. Why don't we take a five minute break? Catch Pierre in Studio C with another MM barbecue artist, Rick Nielsen of Cheap Trick, as they ponder what's up with that flying kiss record. New video slash Phil Collin and Robert DeLeo's all-star jam of Jimi Hendrix's Fire. 93.3 WMMR presents Shine Down for their first performance at the Met, September 11th. Pre-sale info and your shot to win tickets before you can buy them. Click concerts for the latest on newly announced shows with Guns N' Roses, Judas Priest, Black Label Society, and Avatar. Talking? Everything okay? <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, Brian Eyes is here, guys. Uh, just wanted to let you know that. Uh, Who? Uh, yeah. <laughs> a guy from the company. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. Uh, Bill was out there introducing him to everybody. Ah, loudly as I opened the door. <laughs> Casey's got to do work. Uh, so, welcome back to the studio. Casey was out. For those who don't know, we were uh, we're getting set for our next guest, and we're like, where? Uh, we're... I had big potties to go. Oh, big yeah. potties. Yeah. Sometimes you got to do that, man. Potties. Yeah, it happens. We got to talk to Eminem. He's on the uh, Zoom right now. Uh, no, actually, on the Zoom right now is a good friend who is going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight, one night only, Mr. Vinny. Yeah. Brand. What's up, Vin? Oh, my God. It's good to be kind of back. Yeah, yes. Right. Yeah. Good to kind of see you, man. Yeah, you know, uh, it's this has been, what, a year and a half of the lockdown. Have you had anybody in studio? N- no. Once everything hit, because we also, not only is it just the, the, the station's policy, but we're in a building. So it's a, you know, Tishman Spire owns this building, and they have rules as far as things are going. We're heading towards opening things up, but no, we've been coming in. We've never not been coming in throughout the whole thing. So that was cool. But, no but as far as guests, no, yeah. we're locked down. <clears throat> and, and, you know, you got to figure. Now, today, I just dropped my kid off at school, and for whatever reason, yesterday they just said, okay, no masks. Yeah. And you know, two days ago, it was a very dangerous <laughs> mask situation, and then something happened overnight, and there's no more masks. So that's going to happen for you. Soon they'll just go, yeah. <laughs> well, listen, I, I, I know, yeah. I know the, the humor you're getting out of it, but, but there comes a time where it's like, okay, it's good enough. You can take it off now. I mean, it's not like yesterday it was death and today it's not. It's just there's a weird little period. This is this never happened. This hadn't happened in 100 years. So the rules are, you know, there are no rules. You yeah, just we're trying to go. be fluid here. Yeah. Trying to be as fluid as possible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let me just say this about that. <laughs> Let me just, so I hear the undercurrent of you saying, oh, they did what they could. And the way I make people crazy is I just say little things that make them think that I think the whole thing was a bunch of crap. And I'll say, <laughs> I, I, 
This morning I said, huh, we don't need masks. If that doesn't trump all. And then I just leave it there. Right, yeah. <laughs> you throw the bomb in and walk away. That's the Vinny brand methodology. Oh, man. I want to tell you, though, I was looking on your social media, and it looks like, did you throw a prom party for your for your daughter at your house? Yeah, we had a uh, we had what you might call a super spreader event. Well, no, it, it looked really good. You're out in the backyard. It looked like everyone was having a blast. I mean, you were like like super dad. Yeah, and listen, the pictures I put up are the only ones my wife would let me pick up. Put up. There were 500 people here, and uh, and to this moment, uh, to the best of our knowledge, nobody has died uh, in the last two days. Good. <laughs> It looks it looked good though. You you were like you were like a doting dad. Your 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 daughter's lovely, and it was uh, I mean it was, you had the the balloons and everything, and you were like the ultimate chaperone. Was all this just an excuse to make sure nothing happened? Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Did you use COVID as a shot to make sure your daughter was going to play it right the night of the prom? No. Listen. Here's the deal. So four years ago, we did it for my older daughter. So my wife said, during the pandemic, during the shutdown, before everything went away, mysteriously, regardless of what Preston thinks. Anyway, (laughs) before all of that, my wife said, I don't care (laughs) what's going on. We're having this at the house. So this has been planned for months. Right. And they just come in, they take the pictures, and then they leave. The way I make sure my daughter plays it right is I said to her boyfriend before the prom, don't forget, I will still murder you if something goes wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. You yeah. had the talking to. It was. It's wild to see. And I told these guys, and it's uh, you're a, you're a grandpa now. Wait, say it one more time. That, you're a grandpa you're, now. You you had you 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 are now officially a granddad, correct? I am. I had a grandbaby a week and two days ago. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah. This is the first baby in my life that I didn't produce. Right. So I'm pretty excited because <laughs> I have a lot of kids, and this one I just kind of, yeah. I'm like the executive producer. Uh. I, just, <laughs> I just put it together, and I walk away from the project. That's mine. <laughs> She's adorable. Uh, it's my first one, and already I can, you know, people always say, oh, it's better to be a grandfather, yada, yada, yada. To me... I just like babies. Like, even when I'm in the mall, I'll see a kid and I think, ah, I could probably steal that kid and get away with it. Because oh, that's what you like babies. <laughs> that, yeah, that's, <laughs> that, that's kind of unhealthy thinking there, Vinny, that you can just kidnap a kid in the mall. <laughs> I, I think when you get a kid at the mall, the way to do it is pick like an older kid, like an 18 year old kid with good SATs and a scholarship. Yes. Don't. <laughs> Yeah. Don't ever kidnap something that you don't know that how it's going to work out. That's right. My, that's no, my. I think you're right because there's going to be more of an investment in a younger kid. There's going to have to be there's, there's the likelihood of self sufficiency is much less. And if you get one who's on just teetering on adulthood, the financial constraints will be a little less impactful. Will you agree with that? I, you know, listen, the way I feel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree with that. I'm just trying to figure out what kind of kidnapper you would be. Listen, I, I think if I, like I said, if I went out to kidnap somebody today, I would pick someone who was already successful. Okay. Lawyer, right. Harvard graduate. Right. Kidnap, you know, if you could kidnap Mark Zuckerberg, 
you got a good deal going. Right, right. Okay, now I, now I got it. I got the methodology. So are well, you- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I can switch to a headset so I can hear you better. All right. Because as, as always, I'm having fun hearing. So let's just plug this in. Even though I got new hearing aids, your voice is a little crazy. Is that better? Try it again. All right. Can you hear us better? I don't know. I'm having trouble here. <laughs> so, let, all right. Let me. Let me. Let me. I'll keep talking here. Where I want it. All right. Let's. Let's. You know, Vinny oh, yeah. wears hearing aids. Oh, I tell you that. What's that? <laughs> Casey was setting up the, the podcast, right, or the yes. Zoom, whatever the yeah. hell this is. Yeah. And I'm talking to him, <laughs> and because he knows I can't hear, he's literally doing the whole. Let me move my lips and not say anything. Uh-huh. And I'm going. Oh my god! I have no audio. And, <laughs> <laughs> you have to understand, every time I come into your studio, I'm embarrassed. Got to take hearing aids out, put a headset on. Huh. The new hearing aids are pretty amazing. But somehow, Steve, your voice got gravelier over time. Yes, it's gravelly today. It's very yeah. much so because for some reason, occasionally, when there is, I don't really, I'm not susceptible to, to like pollen and allergy stuff. But this year, for a brief period, it's been hitting me. So, yes, you're right. It's a little more gravelly. But you just got new hearing aids, you said? Yes, I just got them. And these are the best hearing aids I've ever had. The problem with the hearing aids, for me, is that I now hear things around my house. And I'm discovering (laughs) that my family doesn't necessarily like me. and (laughs) And they talk about me in front of me. And I'm hearing things. I'm going, hey, you know, I can hear that. And my wife has to, like, warn the kids. Like, the other day she came home with my three daughters, and she walks in the front door, and I hear her go, careful, girls. Remember, he can hear now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Nice. So for how long they've been talking behind your back? (laughs) And again? I said they've been talking behind your back for so long now they're just not used to it. You know what? I didn't hear a word you said. I can't stand. <laughs> I can't All right, well, here, let me, let me, let me. She said, she asked. Tell you, when I was in your studio, it was a couple years ago, and Finger 11 was there. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. And they didn't have the drummer because the drummers aren't really that important, but they knew the answer there. <laughs> I kept having to take my hearing aids in and out, right? And it's embarrassing to do it because you feel old because no one's ever looked, no girl has ever looked at a guy with hearing aids and said, oh, man, that's so sexy, right? right? So you just feel old wearing them. And for the longest time, when I had them in my head, I was self-conscious. Now I walk around and I see people with tattoos on their face and metal everywhere yeah. and gauges. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Screw all of you. This is a genetic thing. You chose to be a freak. So I really don't care. I, I can't hear Kathy, but I... Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you, because I know we're having the, the audio issues, but you, you've been... You've had this hearing since you were, what, like 12? I lost my hearing at 12, yeah. At 12. And what precipitated that? Was it... Did you get catch a cold, or was it just a degenerative process since birth? What, what was it? Right. No, in other words, did you lose it all? And like, did you have a, a very quick decline in your hearing, or was it happening since? Was it something throughout your life? I don't know because I wasn't diagnosed until I was older, right? So when I was a kid in school, I couldn't hear, I couldn't listen, and so you know, back then they just called you stupid. I mean, they just you know, sit in front of the class, you're stupid, you're not paying attention. My teachers literally would just be like, "Well, he's dumb." Yeah. And 
it wasn't until I was probably 40 that my wife's like, you got to get your hearing checked because wow. I, didn't even want, I didn't even want to marry you. You asked me. I said no. And next thing I know, <laughs> you're planning a wedding. So <laughs> yeah, it's like, I didn't want this. And when I got diagnosed and I put my hearing aids in, for the first time in my life, I heard things I never heard. Like the very first, I'm sorry if this is gross. The very first time that I took a pee yeah. with hearing aids in and I heard the water hitting the toilet, I'm like, yeah. Tell <laughs> <laughs> me who the man is. <laughs> I never heard any of that. So, Vinny. And so, so you know, it, it was a really long thing. And now these hearing aids are the best I've ever had. I'm hearing probably way more than I ever heard. So this is a good this is a good call to action for people who are on the fence because my dad just got um he's 94 but he got you know hearing aids that are very discreet uh and but the the ability and the uh, amount of audio they take in in a manageable way is astonishing. It, it's not like he was deaf, but he was missing things like in a crowded room Preston has tinnitus. You know, from from drumming all, all the hearing loss too. Yeah, right. Yep. So there are things, and it's it's. But I, I hear what you're saying about you don't want to look like you know you've got the walker with the tennis balls on it, and you're mm-hmm. you know you're a hundred years old. But it's just something that, that that now the technology is so good. Go talk to your your doctor because I mean, what? Look at all the stuff you were missing out on. Uh, you you yes. missed your wife's refusal to marry you, but but ultimately no, it's a good thing. So now it's it's like having a whole curtain peeled back for you, I assume. Oh, you miss out on everything, and it it creates a lot of anxiety. If you're in a conversation and you don't know what's happening, and you're and you people look at you for a response, and you're like, I don't know what to say, right? So at a point, I just stopped caring about what other people have to say. (laughs) 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 I hear it anyway. So I was in a, my wife and I were taking a walk one day. This is before my hearing aids. And we run into the neighbor. And the neighbor said they're selling their house. And somehow in the conversation, I thought they said that the real estate agent was in a wheelchair. And I thought they meant that the agent was trying to work a price through sympathy. So I thought, yeah, probably not even a real wheelchair. All right. Now, nobody said anything about a wheelchair. So the neighbor just looks at me like I'm insane, ends the conversation and walks away. So I'm walking with my wife. I go, man, I really, I offended them with that wheelchair comment. I hope they don't think I was picking on a cripple guy. And my wife goes, what the F were you talking about? Nobody said anything about a wheelchair. And I go, well, why didn't you correct me? And she goes, oh, it was very entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, let me ask, yeah. let me ask you about helium tonight. Is this part, are you recording tonight? Are you recording? I am. An I album? over. So in New Brunswick, when, when we were deemed non-essential, um, we built this big tent outside and we started running shows. And so we've been running shows since July and during that time, all of my anger <laughs> about how we were being handled, I just started writing it. Right. So I'm going to send up everything today. Like the whole thing, like in New Jersey, for the order of the vaccines, we were, lo- we were listed 
below the following groups of people, and I'm not exaggerating or making it up. First, it was first responders. That made sense. Then it was, then it was uh, heavy set diabetics. And I said, okay, that kind of makes sense. All right. Then it was smokers who choose to smoke. They choose to right. end their life early. I'm like, all right, that's a little annoying. <laughs> then it was prisoners. Then it was teachers who weren't going back to school. Then it was homeless people. And when it got to homeless people, I'm like, wait a minute. I got to be above homeless people. <laughs> so I started writing jokes about all of that. Right. And even me, get, are you vaccinated? Yes. yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, which one did you get? Moderna. Pfizer. Pfizer. Okay, so both of you will live a good long life. I got the J&J vaccine. Oh, <laughs> poor thing. <laughs> I could be my last shot ever. Okay. And this is, I'm not making this up. When I got the J&J vaccine, it was because I was complaining about it on stage. And some woman goes, hey, I can get you vaxxed. I'm like, it's not my turn yet. She goes, don't worry. I'm going to send you an email tomorrow. I get an email. And then the email is super cryptic. I have to drive to the New Jersey-Delaware border, park in the bottom deck of a parking garage, meet a guy in a coat, use the code word Wuhan, and he's going to get you vaccinated. So I do all that, and I get the J&J vaccine. After they stick it in my arm, I walk 15 feet, sit in a little chair, and they give me an information package that tells me that I shouldn't have taken this damn vaccine. (laughs) It's not even called J&J. It's called Janssen. Because J&J knows this stuff isn't worked out completely. They're still reeling from the baby powder brouhaha. <laughs> I'm like, this is crazy. So I wrote a whole hour on everything about it. It's fun. It's nice. really fast. I already recorded a video of it. Now I'm doing this tonight. I'm going to record it for a serious and put it out there. I've never done that. So I love helium. Yep. I'm in a great mood. I'm going to come down. I'm going to bang it out. Excellent. Uh, it's a great club. I know you guys love the club. Yeah. Too. Yes. Yeah. So, all right. It'll be fun. Well, listen, Ben, we got to wrap because we, we got um, um, some other things that we do have to move on to, but we are delighted you're going to be in town uh, tonight. It's a one night only show recording. So please fill the club. Come out, see Vinny. We love him. We give him our, you know, our. Undying support. He's awesome. And, and honestly, the next time we can do this, we'll get you in studio and talk a little bit more so you can not hear us in person. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, <laughs> thanks for having me in. And the next time I'm in, hopefully I'll be in studio and I'll be able to hear exactly what I said. Exactly. <laughs> All right. We love you. Thank you, Vin. Vinny hey! Brand. Take care, brother. We'll see you. Oh, my God. So we... Uh, we yeah, I know. My, yeah. And since 12, and then can you imagine? It's the truth. Apparently, they would tell his parents he was just... He yeah, was a slu- yeah. He was a bad learner. Yeah, you know. All right. Well, listen. The reason I I, I move Vin along real quick is because we have a last minute guest. I had, I had mentioned to Casey I would love to get this guy on this morning. Yeah, because he had a hell of a night last night. So cool. Uh, and I'm going to play you uh, the clip. First time in his uh, in his time in the bigs in in the show for the Phils steps up and knocks a two run walk off homer. And I'm telling you. The audio of this, the, the 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 video of him rounding the bases will just make you smile. And then here's a here's a clip of it right now. Fly ball left field. Heredi is going back toward the wall. It did creep into everybody's mind. It's a two-run walk-off home run. Luke Williams. Yes, sir. How about this welcome to Philadelphia? 
Only only five players in the last 20 years have hit a walk-off homer in their first MLB start, and he's one of them. So let's get him on. Let's welcome Luke Williams to the show. Morning, Luke. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning, guys. Thank you for having me. Are you kidding me, man? Listen, I what I did not see the game. We're we're early risers, and I didn't see the game, but saw the video of you rounding the bases this morning. And dude, it just made me so happy to see how happy you were. And what I don't know is how you did the rest of the game. What? How many at bats did you get? And how'd you do the rest of the game? Uh, I had uh, I had four at bats, uh, two for four. Hit a uh, hit a double my second at bat and then uh, two strikeouts. A double and then a two run walk off homer. That's that's awesome. Yeah. In in your wildest dreams, right? Never would have imagined that. I guess never. I mean, never would have imagined it. Never would have dreamt about it. You, wow. you know, it's it's the kind of thing. And listen, it, it's so. It's one of those things that, and here's to a long and and wonderful career with many highlights. But this this is a, a, a this is a pearl. This is a precious thing that that you know is is just will be forever with you. Are even as long as you've spent, you've had a couple hours to ruminate and think about it. Have you fully wrapped your mind around how special this was? Uh, I don't. I don't think I have. Um, I uh, came back. I came back after the game and spent some time with my family, and um, I think it hit me a little bit. Um, during that time, and then uh, you know, just reflecting on everything throughout my career, and you know, today. But um, yeah, I don't think it's fully hit me yet. <laughs> well, but, nice. Uh, well, well, what what's your story, man? Where where are you from, and how long you've been playing ball in uh, uh, professionally? Uh, so I'm um, I'm from Laguna Niguel, California. It's um, right in the middle of uh, San Diego and Los Angeles. Okay. Um, I got drafted by the Phillies in 2015 out of high school, uh, Dana Hills High School, and um, just uh, you know worked worked my way up the system. Wow. Played uh, played in every single played every single affiliate. Um, started as a third baseman, and then uh, a few years back, kind of transitioned into a utility player kind of role, playing all over the field and. You know what? Here I am. <laughs> it's, it's really interesting, Luke, because I, I'm I'm normally familiar with the guys that that just that are so good they get right into you know the bigs as opposed to the people who who keep grinding it out and sticking it out through uh, the minor league system. Is is that fairly common that that people you know work through that system and eventually get up to the uh, uh, to to the to the number one spot and stay there? Uh and you know I think I think there's always guys out there that. Um, you know, don't get as noticed as everyone else. And mm-hmm. um, I'm not going to lie, I had my fair share of struggles in the minor leagues. And, um, but I just, I didn't quit. Uh, I kept, kept pushing, working hard. And, um, and, uh, you know, I think people noticed that. And, I'm going to keep doing it the rest of my career. So, yes. so, so Luke, you've been the talk of my family for the last three days because uh, my, my mom noticed, my mom's a huge Phils fan, and uh, there's a group text chat amongst me and my family. My mom noticed that you got called up the other day. So you get called up on Tuesday. Uh, you get to play, and then you have the you start last night. But the reason why you were a, a part of our group chat was that 
My nephew's name is Luke William McElwain. And so <laughs> it was it was special to wow. see in the bigs this guy, Luke Williams, he's now playing. And so for us as a family, it was really cool. I, I'm really curious as to um, whether or not you got the ball after you hit the home run last night because that's a memento that goes into the, to the stands. Do you get to get it back? Yeah, fortunately, um, the fan, the fan that he made one heck of a catch yeah. <laughs> um, on the ball. He uh, and he was, he was nice enough to um, to give it back to me, and um, we'll do something. We'll do something for him. Um, yeah. Give him, give him some gear. Give him, uh, give him some stuff. It was, uh, you know, really nice of him to do that. That's cool. Hey, look, I, I want to ask about uh, your transition from high school into the bigs and, you know, that decision that you made when you get drafted by the Phils, you know, coming out of high school. Like, how tough of a decision is that to make? Because I assume that if you're getting drafted by a professional baseball team coming out of high school, you're also getting recruited by all of the big colleges in the area. You know, I'm sure, you know, um, UCLA and Stanford and, and, you know, Florida and, you know, you're getting looks at like so – so how how tough of a decision is that to make to go there and and not do college baseball? Yeah, it was um, it was a big decision, um, especially because I kind of um, kind of I you know I told the teams I had you know a number or a round or whatever that I thought would take me away from college to go, and I I honestly didn't think I was going to get it. Um, was convinced I was going to school. I was I was committed to um, Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. Yeah, and um, and then it, and then it all happened. It happened. Uh, I was actually still in school um, when I got drafted. <laughs> it's yeah. it's wild. My 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 friend and it's actually my my brother's old roommate from college, and they they went to high school together. His son was actually just drafted out of high school. I believe he went to Malvern, but he was drafted out of high school last year by the Padres, and it was you know sort of the same uh-huh. deal. Um, and it's just it's amazing that uh you know you can sort of spot that talent at, at such a young age, and you know at, at a certain point, you know uh, when you're playing. You know your your heads and tails are better than everybody that you're playing against, and then at a certain point, you're only playing with people that are you know either you know at your level or around your level. So, uh, you know, so what was that transition like from high school into uh, the minors? Yeah, it was um, at at first it was it was good. Um, you know, the wood using the wood bat was a little different. I had used it in the past, but not you know on a consistent basis. But um, once uh you know once the full season came around had to put you know playing 140 games in a season that was a, that was a big adjustment um you know just getting used to that workload and getting in a routine and you know all the stuff that you know professional baseball players got to learn i you know i went through it learned it and um and it was uh you know it was a, it was a long and tough process but looking back at it uh it's pretty awesome Hey, uh, Luke, I want to ask you, there was a a, uh, story that I saw, it might have been a week or two ago, and I forgot which team it was, but it was essentially, uh, somebody had shown a picture of, and it was in the minor league system, of the food that they were served, Uh, and it was just like (laughs) rinky-dink, you know, cheese on a piece of bread and everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did you catch this story about this crappy food? Yeah, I did see that. I think it was... um... Uh, I can't remember what team it was, but yeah, I do remember seeing the picture. And they, and they were starting to to maybe put a spotlight on 
uh, the difference between getting to the show and playing in the minor league system. And, you know, it's a Herculean jump as yes. far as uh, the amenities and, and uh, you know, you're being taken care of. How was uh, how was your time? Were, were you struggling with, man, is this even worth it for a while because of the crappy food? <laughs> uh, no. I mean, the, the Phillies, you know, Phillies, their players, um, probably up to the best I've ever seen or heard All right. from other players. You know, we never had, we never experienced any sort of food like that. You never had cheese bread. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we never, no. Yeah. Okay. Any, All right. Any of that, you know, but, uh, yeah, it you know, it definitely is a grind though. Um, all those bus trips, motels. It's definitely it's definitely nothing like the you know like the big leagues. But, yeah, I mean you know, it's a, like it every makes, it makes it even sweeter. That's people, great. People say that it's a lot like Bull Durham, and it's an accurate representation. Um, so over the weekend, it's a very it's a very accurate representation. Yeah, wow. that, I've, I've heard okay. that I've heard that time and time again. Um, so Luke, over the weekend, you helped Team USA clinch a spot with the Tokyo Olympics. You went uh, eight for eighteen with a home run during the tournament. Um, and so you were you were are were and are on Team USA, but now you get called up to the bigs. How does that affect your status for? Uh, playing in the Olympics this summer? Yeah, so um, the team is all non-40-man roster players. So um, so now that the Phillies have put me on the 40-man roster, um, unfortunately, I won't be able to um, play. Oh, man. How, does, it, how uh. does that sit with you? I mean, you know, it's the Olympics. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I was talking to someone the other day, um, it was Matt Bren. I told him, you know, it was a pretty good situation. It was, uh, you know, something I've dreamed about my whole life for the Olympics where it's, uh, you know, the best of the best. So um, I'm I'm pretty okay with what <laughs> Well, listen, you know, I can hear it in Luke, your voice, And man. also, judging by the giant smile on your face as you were rounding the bases last yeah. night, uh, it seems like you're probably pretty okay with that. And I, and I got to say, as, as a fan and, and as a lifelong fan of this team, it was an absolute joy watching you round the bases last night. Uh, I appreciate that. Hey, it's, have you uh, have you ever gotten the Gatorade dump treatment before? <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> no, that I think uh, I think is Alvarado poured the poured the ice on me. That that hurt. <laughs> it hurt. <laughs> but it was it, it was three, right? It you hurt got th- because it was ice and it was so cold. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't just one. You got three buckets dumped on you. Yeah, that was pretty incredible. <laughs> and, and Luke, your 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 family was in town. Who all was in town for this? Yeah, I had my mom, my mom, my dad, um, my younger sister, and my younger brother. Wow! So here, my uncle, my uncle was. I had my uncle, two of my uncles at the first game. Oh man! That's so awesome. so listen, the the mask mandates have been are being relaxed tomorrow. You need to take that mask off and walk around town a little bit and, yeah. be, and be worshipped a little bit because it's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's going to come come <laughs> from it, but I've heard that. Uh, you know, obviously, I know what kind of sound Philadelphia is, and uh, I've heard that I may get noticed. <laughs> yes, I mean, stop it up now because you know, you know, the the um, the great thing is you'll be celebrated and cheered. When you make mistakes too, that's yeah. what Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'll they'll cheer you wonderfully when you make so, mistakes. So it works the same way. <laughs> so, Luke, uh, my my dad and son and I are coming to the game on Saturday. It's my first uh, sporting event in a, in a year and a half. I haven't been to a Phil's game in, in two years. So, um, I would really like you to hit another home run. If you could yeah. hit it to section one hundred and four, that's where we're going to be sitting. So, I don't uh-huh. know. If- uh-huh. 
I'll see what I can okay, do. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Appreciate that. Two rows back. Yeah. Well, right. well listen, man, we, we wanted to say congratulations and, and welcome to Philadelphia. That's just a really, really cool way to introduce yourself to everybody, man. Yeah, I, re- I really appreciate it, guys. I appreciate you having me on your show. Yeah, anytime, man. All right, congratulations. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Yeah. Williams of the Phils. Knocked it out of the park. That was, uh, I'm going to play that again. This, yeah. is, this is so great. Fly ball, left field. Already is going back toward the wall. It did creep into everybody's mind. It's a two-run walk-off home run. Luke Williams. Yes, sir. Outs were, were uh... two outs, two outs, bottom of the ninth, down by I one. I mean, that's what that's you do. Dream. Yeah. When you're a kid, you know, even as an adult, sometimes you yeah. go, "Okay, it's two outs, one yeah. man." Yeah. 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 Bottom it's like of the ninth, game seven of the NBA Finals, five, uh-huh. four, yep. three. three. Okay, okay let me do it again. Five. How many times? Let's do it again. Five. Good for this guy, man. the The footage of him uh, rounding the bases. The entire team is out, like you know, on a walk off. Happens. They they uh, <laughs> they welcome him. Uh, is the hat part of their tradition yeah, now, this, the so straw this, hat? This is a new thing. This is the last couple of weeks, and um, uh, I think it was Archie Bradley started wearing it. And so, you know, the, the Flyers, all the teams have these traditions that surface every year, mm-hmm. and this one now is uh, for the Phils if they hit a home run, so they, they get to wear the hat. <laughs> Nothing beats the motorcycle the helmet. The motorcycle but... <laughs> helmet hat is yeah. It was better than the golden helmet, I think, man. I love the motorcycle helmet. You know, you you brought, I think it was you, President, brought up the point about, you know, you used to people just kind of popping on the scene, and okay, they, they're they're like okay they're right. they're kind of like quasi phenom. Here's okay. the next big phenom. Right, Here's right, the right. next big story. Yeah, and and but we you seldom hear the story about the the slightly you know the the the, the sort of edging your way up, moving up incrementally sort of person, and sometimes. You know, the great ones come through that way, you yeah. know, where they get a little bit of seasoning. And Luke used the word grind, and that's yeah. exactly yeah. it. That's That was precisely it. I mean, you know, six years in the minor leagues. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, I know he's a young man, but at some point you have to go, you know what, dude? I'm just, I'm spinning my wheels here. Right. I got to, I, I, I got to, I've, I've got to look for a career. I was right. telling you guys off air the other day that I have a friend who was in the minor league system for the Florida Marlins. And in his mid-20s, he, he realized he's probably not going to make it to the bigs. But you don't, you have to make that decision. Do I keep doing this as a profession, right. or do I think about looking into something else? And so he chose to leave baseball, but it's it's a hard decision because you think maybe I can make it to the bigs. Um, I have a request. Can we play the audio of him uh, at the postgame? Uh, yeah, we're sure. talking about his parents Absolutely. again because it's, yeah. it's so cool. Yeah, this is great. I know you mentioned your family. We've showed them a lot the last couple of days. Like you said, it's great to have them witness this. I mean, what is that like to give them this gift? Uh you're gonna make me cry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, just uh, can't even explain it. Um, it's, it's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Oh man, That's so cool. Well, because you know how hard he's worked. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, and to arrive in that fashion, yeah. you know, I mean, I mean, he could have just played the game and been just as happy. Mm-hmm. Maybe not just that. You could have been happy. Really, happy. You guys as parents. So you know when you when oh. you're when you're when you're Dude. finessing your your kids. I like my dad. I think my dad sort of always had you know at least projected to me that he had unrelenting faith in my ability to to do something to to make something. Oh, not my dad. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, no. 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 He project- He's probably listening right yeah. now. No. He projected to me. He always encouraged me, and and that was part of the deal. But I I, I always assumed that there was a little bit of like, 
Okay, I'll keep telling them, but I <laughs> you know, you know, uh, but I, so to see this, yeah. you know, the parents who stuck with him to get this. Okay, so I'm watching the diving trials last night. Right. This, is, this is for the Olympics, and uh, there's a, a gentleman named Andrew Capobianco, young kid. He nails this dive. I think it it was like a like a reverse, like three and a half, or whatever it was. Right. It was an amazing dive, and then they cut to his parents, and they were. Flipping out in the stands, going crazy, and so I, 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 um, I changed my opinion on this because of what I witnessed yeah. uh, this morning with with uh, Luke Williams, because his parents were going crazy, and his dad was a little over the top, and my wife and I were watching. I go, oh, I don't like this guy, right? Because he was he was just a little too much. He was but, too happy. His dad, yeah, his dad was, and then his, uh, <laughs> then the very next, and so he was in second place. Okay. Right. The next dive, he goes to do a three and a half, back three and a half, and he under-rotated. He ended up getting like twos and threes on the dive. It knocked him down to ninth place. And they went back to his parents, and, you know, they were obviously upset. Uh, And then, he, you know, he clapped. And dad claps. He's like, all right, you know, like, better luck next time. But, like, because of what kid. Well, no, 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 no. But I also listen, I never wanted you. <laughs> my I've watched my kids play sports. Your They're dad not, wants to tell you something. Yeah, I, I just you were an accident. They're not uh, anywhere near Olympic or professional levels. But you you sort of you live and die with each at bat sure. and each dive and and you know so I get it and and so whatever I was feeling last night I feel the opposite of that now and I, and I understand you know why the parents were going okay. so crazy right. you know over that one little dive yeah yeah exactly. All right, well, that was cool, man. That was a, a nice little treat to have him on. And he's, uh, you can tell he's kind of new to interviewing as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, so he'll he'll get it. He'll, he'll figure That's it out. That's it. Yeah. God they, willing. They, they give you, they sort of, I'm sure they give you like a Mad Libs template. Oh, you know? You absolutely yeah. do. Yep. It's, yeah. in, uh, it's in Bull Durham. Yeah. yeah. They, you, know, you, 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 you hit the ball, you throw the ball, you catch the ball. Take yeah. them one day at a time. And Adjective. Sometimes <laughs> when sometimes you lose. Noun. Sometimes it rains. Also, you know? he was born the year I graduated high school. Yeah. He hey, was... old lady. How you doing? I looked at it. I was like, 96. Oh. So when you show up, <laughs> you're like, excuse are. me, ma'am, do you need some help to your seat? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> help you're, that old lady. You're very nice. Yeah. That's cute. She can still make it to games. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was nice to have him on. Thank you for setting that up, Casey. That's cool. That's cool. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. we got some B-File stories awaiting you when we return, so make sure you hang. We'll be right back. Teachers rock, and WMMR thinks they deserve special recognition. That's why Preston and Steve are looking for the coolest teacher at your school. No quizzes, smart boards, or TI-83s. Just listen at 615 when they'll announce a random area high school. Students from that school will have 24 hours to vote for the coolest teacher at PrestonandSteve.com. So listen for the day's featured high school and Preston and Steve's coolest teacher. Weekdays at 6.15. Sponsored by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Class dismissed. All right. We shall do the Bizarre File right now. Right now. Bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. <laughs> Brought to you by Rita's Water Ice. Try the new and refreshing Ocean Splash Italian Ice at Rita's. Perfect in both the Shimmering Mermaid and Yummy Gummy Shark Gelati. Available for a limited time, only at Rita's. I love those names alone. Uh, And it says, Splish Splash Yum. (laughs) Yes, sir. All right. All right, we're going to start with this. The New York Times published and then deleted a story on Tuesday claiming that fruit aliens 
are responsible for a field of watermelons on Mars. Wait. Yes. Oh, you got to hear it out. Yeah. So the article appeared under the headline, Fields of Watermelons Found on Mars, Police Say. And it was written under the byline, Joe Schmo. Uh, authorities uh, say, and this is according to the article, uh, say that the rise of fruit aliens is to blame for glut of outer space watermelons, the subheadline read. The rest of the article consisted of only a couple of very bizarre sentences, like the FBI declined to comment on reports of watermelons raining down, but confirmed that kiwis have been intercepted. This story is terribly boring. According to the website Futurism, which first reported the story, the article disappeared within an hour of appearing on the Times website. It was replaced by a message reading, this article was published in error. Uh, a New York Times spokesperson offered additional clarification in a statement saying, earlier today, a mock article intended for a testing system was published on our site in error. Uh, the article has since been removed. In other words, the article appeared on the Times website as part of an online internal test that was mistakenly made public. Suffice to say, uh, there are no watermelons or any other form of life that we know of on Mars. I do love watermelon, though, and I think a, a Martian watermelon might be kind of interesting. I agree. Yeah. It'd, be, it'd be nice and cold. Yes. And uh, authorities rescued a man who said he had been trapped for two days inside a large fan at a Northern California vineyard. The man was discovered Tuesday by a deputy responding to a call about a suspicious vehicle parked near the winery in Santa Rosa. It looked like I'm a tube. It looked like a tube he was in. Steve. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I saw a picture like, of him. like a like a turbine almost. Like he didn't have room to move huh. uh, at all. And so the deputy saw Oh, I see what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, saw a hat on a piece of farming equipment and then found the man stuck inside the shaft of a vineyard fan. Firefighters rescued him. The man indicated that he'd like to take pictures of the engines of old farm equipment. But after it's something I do. Uh, after a thorough investigation, which revealed the farm equipment wasn't antique, and the man had far more methamphetamine than camera equipment, uh. the motivation to climb into the fan shaft remains a total mystery. Uh, the 38-year-old man required medical treatment, but is expected to make a full recovery. I like to take pictures of machines, and I'm a raging drug addict. The man will be charged with trespassing and drug possession, as well as violations of a pro- uh, probation case. I wonder how that particular fan works. Yeah, I don't know what the yeah. story is and why they need to use them at the vineyards. Um, Ohio lawmakers debating a bill Tuesday that would allow anyone to refuse any vaccine for any reason and would give them the right... Uh, to not be discriminated against or even asked about their vaccination status, uh, heard from Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, recognized as one of the world's top spreaders of vaccine disinformation. After falsely claiming that 5,000 Americans have died from the coronavirus vaccine, Dr. Tenpenny told lawmakers that the injections, which have saved countless lives around the world, are making people magnetic. Have you heard this? It'd be kind of cool. It would be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, right now, she said we're all kind of hypothesizing uh, after she was being asked about the EMF frequencies. That's our second EMF reference of the day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Also known as electromagnetic frequencies, she hop- hypothesizes are associated with the COVID-19 vaccine. She said, I mean, what is it that's actually being transmitted that's causing all of these things? Is it a combination of the protein that we now we're finding has a metal attached to it? I'm sure you've seen the pictures all over the Internet of people who have these shots and now they're magnetized and put a key on their forehead. It sticks they can put spoons and forks all over them. It's pretty and, awesome. And they can stick because now we think that there's a metal piece to that. Uh, she claimed Is not, there, not they, saying who we refers to. Did they say if there's any of the vaccines out there that can give you cyclops? Yeah, like uh, the concussive force out yeah. of your eyes. I'd like that one better than the magnetized I mean, thing. But 
Now, listen, if you're prone to you losing your car keys, uh, this is for you. <laughs> this is perfect but for you. If you want to, like, do some work outside, yeah. clear some hedges. By the way, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny offers a $595 eight-week course in anti-vaccine talking points, despite a federal judge having found her unqualified to weigh in as an expert witness on a vaccine-related lawsuit. So, <gasps> but you may be magnetized, according to her. Hikers and campers are being warned to take precautions when visiting a national forest in North Carolina after a string of incidents of bears stealing backpacks. They're going around jacking backpacks. The U.S. Forest Service said in a statement Friday that it has received reports of increased bear encounters inside of Look the... It, I'm a visco girl. <laughs> ...of a Nantahala National Forest. Uh, we assume these backpacks are more often than not off the original wearers, correct? I, well, they have yeah. probably have food, and yeah. so that's why they're going after them. So uh, black bears look for food that trail users bring with them uh, this time of year. Laptop. Encounters include bears stealing food and backpacks. Uh, the Forest Service wrote, uh, Service wrote on Facebook, the bears will often stay in the area of the uh, incident for multiple hours, possible days, depending on availability of food sor- sources. <laughs> uh, oh, is this... That's a bear singing it? <laughs> it has to be uh, much slower. Yeah. Play it in a regular speed. So this time of year, uh, black bears are opportunistically looking for food that campers and trail users bring on the trips. Although no injuries have been reported, the agency said people should try and fight back with any available objects. Yeah, if, if attacked. Yeah, by you without like your fists. A bear. All right, and then <laughs> it's just still. It's too much. Alright, and then one last story. Police responded uh to Pocahontas Park in Vero Beach, Florida yesterday morning after getting a tip about a couple having a good time there. Uh they arrived to find Sharon Finlay, who was fifty two, receiving oral from Jermaine oh. Jackson, who was forty four in Side of the children's crawling tunnel. Are we talking from the actual Jackson family? No, not that Jermaine Jackson. His name is spelled G-E-R-M-A-I-N. Jermaine Jackson. My things have gone downhill. Yeah, I was giving oil to some woman in a in a, uh, in a park. Well, listen to the quote from Jackson. So, uh, when asked what they were doing, Finlay said that they were making out. Jackson said that, quote, I was eating some P-word. Ah. Uh, That's a good answer. Yes, yeah. plantains. <laughs> so, okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> what? We used, uh, so I want you back. We used to sing, I want your... Um, Crack? Box. Oh, right. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Back to you, <laughs> back to you Tom. <laughs> Thank you, Jim Angoshevsky, for that. <laughs> We go down to Jimmy Gushevsky outside the Pentagon. Apparently, uh, had some sort of reference to munching box. Oh God! Could you fill us in on that? <laughs> Breaking news: uh, euphemisms for uh, munching. Well, you know. <laughs> we go down to Jimmy Gushevsky outside the Pentagon. Uh, now, I've heard you say "back to you, Preston," and all that, but I don't think I've ever just heard you flat out go, "I shouldn't have said that." <laughs> So anyhow, police, police found a bottle of vodka and two cans of Four loco near the tunnel. Uh, they were How both, romantic. They were both arrested and charged with tunnel 
uh, with, uh, I'm sorry, possession of an open container. The pair avoided additional charges related to their crawling tunnel. Hey, and tell six- me what it was like to be on the victory tour. Six. <laughs> There were no further complainants uh, who reported seeing the above-mentioned incident, according to police. All right, and there you go. That's enough. That's all we have in the Bizarre File for you right now. <laughs> we'll take a break. When we, Oh, by the way, a texter uh, wrote in, a second EMF reference? That's unbelievable. unbelievable. <laughs> yes! <laughs> we'll take a break, and we'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Run with us on a John Deere Z365RZ track mower, built for taking it easy. With standard mulch control to control your clippings without any extra effort. Because lawns are for living. Nothing runs like a deer. Tap the banner for more. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, we're going to give away a prize for the lesson question today. We're going to give away a pair of tickets to see Guns N' Roses, Hard Rock Hotel, and Casino Atlantic Series 2 show, September 11th to Saturday. And September 12th, which is a Sunday. I don't know which ones we're giving you, but they, they probably know that in the other room there. Nah, I'm going to give you a ticket. Nah. I don't know. Man. Ah, hell. Ah, hell. Question I have for you this morning is who invented hot dogs in 1936, according to a listener who texted in this morning. 215-263-WMMR. Who invented hot dogs in 1936? We had a texter earlier this morning. I read it. Let's see if you heard it. Call now. We'll do the trash while you call in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right. And the trash this morning is brought to you by Mulch Works of Aston. They offer the highest quality mulch and topsoil that is manufactured on site. And they also have leaf compost, decorative stone, pavers, and more. Mulchworks has delivery and pickup for residential and commercial markets. You can visit mulchthis.com for details. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, 78-year-old Harrison Ford was seen back in his iconic Indiana Jones outfit. His filming commenced on the fifth installment of the franchise. Onlookers report that the scene being filmed involved the aging Indy overseeing installation of a walk-in bathtub. (laughs) Tyler Perry bringing his iconic Medea character out of retirement for a new Netflix movie called A Medea Homecoming. Netflix is describing the movie as Mrs. Doubtfire meets American History X. Oh, my I don't know how they're going to pull that off. And finally, Army Hammers checked himself into an inpatient facility in Florida to get treatment for several addiction issues. Hammer says he wants a normal relationship. So when his girlfriend says there's something that's eating her, it is in him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's your All right, uh, let's go to the phones, get an answer. The question, who invented hot dogs in 1936? And it was said by a, it was texted in by a listener. I read it on the air. Let's see if you were listening and happened to know who it was. I will go to Tom to see if he knows. Hey, Tom, good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. All right, who invented hot dogs? Larry Hot Dogs. Larry Hot Dogs. Yep. You got it. Hang on a second, Tom. For the correct answer, we have a pair of tickets to Guns N' Roses, and that will be at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City this September. Tickets on uh, for both shows Saturday, September 11th, and Sunday the 12th, and they're on sale now via Ticketmaster. Complete concert information is available at WMMR.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, we begin Music News with Pretty Reckless. They will officially release a new single called Only Love Can Save Me Now. It's beautiful. And that's on June 22nd. 
Uh, they have also released a video for the song, which group member Taylor Momsen said was born out of desperation. Uh, she said, I hit rock bottom, and while looking for any sign of hope, this song was born. It was such a powerful statement personally to me. It needed the most powerful musicians to play it. So I showed the song to Matt Cameron, and soon I found myself in Seattle recording with him and Kim Thale. Uh, calling them amazing is an understatement, she said. Uh, it's the third, sing- third single from a Death by Rock and Roll album, which was released in February. Taylor has really started to work her way into uh, relationships with some people that have been at it for a long time. Well, that's that's and a they, smart move. And they appreciate her. And, you know, so Tom Morello, Matt Cameron, Kim Thale. So she's getting into the really uh, ingrained into some seasoned veteran musicians. I mean, she's a seasoned veteran musician now, but those people were kind of groundbreakers. Yeah, yeah, and I think in a way that that is sort of, it's almost like she's like going into the octagon, and she's seeing, does she have the chops to get people like this to say, yes, we're going to participate in your thing, and they are, because they see in her her talent. That's really cool. Uh, the Ronnie James Dio Stand Up and Shout Cancer Fund, founded in memory of the late heavy metal icon, will celebrate Dio's birthday on Saturday. Uh, the star-studded event will be hosted on roll. It'll be Saturday. I'm sorry, July 10th. Uh, will be hosted on RollingLiveStudios.com, beginning at 2 p.m. Pacific time. Of course, he lost his battle with gastric cancer in 2010. Uh, hosted by Eddie Trunk and Matt Penfield. Uh, the event will feature special guest performances, interviews, and birthday greetings from artists including Tony Iommi, uh, the great drummer Carmine Apice and Vinnie Apice, uh, Belladonna of or Joey Belladonna of Anthrax, uh, Chuck Billy of Testament, uh, Gilby Clark of Guns N' Roses, Ainsley Dunbar, great drummer from uh, Journey and Frank Zappa and others, uh, Lita Ford, Glenn Hughes of Deep Purple, wow. Rudy Sarzo of Quiet Riot, so a whole bunch of people get on board. Kathy's wearing her Dio shirt today. Also <laughs> participating... <laughs> will be members of the Dio band. And uh, Dio's widow and longtime manager, Wendy Dio, uh, will also make an appearance. It's funny hearing somebody else's last name yeah, being Dio, Dio yeah. right? Hi, this is Stan Dio and <laughs> Larry Dio. Dio. Yeah, Because Ronnie's just, yeah, he's just yeah. always been Dio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, tickets Dio. are on sale at rollinglivestudios.com. General admission tickets priced at $20. Slipknot is hoping to finish working on their seventh studio album by the end of July. In an interview, M. Sean Crahan, who's the clown, uh, he's the clown, uh, said, I believe that this album is, he said, it's God music, man. It's the center of the beast for me. This is a whole other element. It's the entrails. It's the visceral. (laughs) It's everything you rely on to rock. It's the blood and guts. Yeah. It's the, the core of the tissue. <laughs> yeah. It's what it is. Uh, the veins said, and the arteries to keep the blood pumping. He said, we're hoping to be done by the end of... First Ju- song's called I Like Lollipops. <laughs> July. He continued saying, uh, we as a band have been trying to facilitate certain ideas in recording and songwriting. Songwriting isn't, always, uh, songwriting isn't always giving our fans psychosocials and surfacings without saying it. Sometimes I'm we Matt Cowper say that sentence. Uh, yeah, psychosocial <laughs> surfacing. I'm sorry, I got to tap out. Without <laughs> getting too wet. Oh, gee. You pulled your tongue. Yeah. Uh, so, without saying it, sometimes we can write those songs in our sleep. It's so in us. It's what we don't know, and what we don't know how to pull out is what is the love. That's how you get babies for humanity. I want to make the, the difference. He said. So, music by the end of July. When's not fest. 
Um, Kathy. Kathy. <laughs> yeah. What the... Consult Kathy on that because I don't know offhand. Uh, Counting Crows have rolled out a 32-city summer and fall run behind their latest album, Butter Miracle Sweet One. Ah! Uh, first gig's going to be in Atlantic City. Hmm. It'll be August 7th at the Hard Rock. Uh, Adam Duritz chatted with Rolling Stone and was asked about his new look, having shorn his signature dreadlocks. He said, I don't recognize myself half the time. He said, I don't really know, though, uh, because we had been in a pandemic for so long, so it hasn't really been a factor. Uh, and I'm not sure. He said, incognito is nice. There's things I like about being famous, too, obviously. He said, I think it's uh, pretty cool in some ways, but I can find something to complain about in any situation. And he said he laughs and said he was very flexible that way. He spoke about the fact that there seems to be less bashing of the band these days than in the past. He said, I've never felt it was that way with other musicians. I think we are beloved among musicians. Uh, We're very influential among musicians. In the media and the public, I think there's been a certain jaded feeling about us. There were years in the past where we most uh, got written about instead of reviews of live shows or records. They were talking about me complaining about being famous while dating hot chicks, so I must be full of S. Uh, There were a lot of reviews that had to do with somebody they thought I dated which didn't have anything to do with a live show. So it's not about that anymore. Well, it hasn't been that way in a long time. We've talked a number of times, and I've seen them a number of times in concert, and they, they, they have a... Uh, his thing is he um, he really riffs on the way he sings the songs. He changes the melody. Right, yeah. and sometimes so, you can't... You don't know what he's singing. The melody of, of a song is one of... It's the most recognizable part of a song. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the rhythm... It, you know, There are certain components... Uh, to the music, and the melody is the one that you sing along with. And he's singing the same words, but he changes the melody. And some artists do that and, and play around with it a little bit, and that's cool. Yeah. He changes it completely. Yeah. And I think it's just because maybe he's kind of a jazzy singer in, in his way. He just likes uh-huh. to, whatever's coming out is coming out at the time. It's interesting, though, because August and everything after, I listened to that to that record beginning to end oh. not that long ago. It's a perfect album. It's great. Every song on that album is fantastic. It's and, tremendous. And so... Uh, when Sing you, it like that. When you yes, when you hear it that way, and you realize how great those songs are, to stray from those songs and and their perfection diminishes their Stop perfection. Stop it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, and listen, it's their license to do what they want to it, with yeah, exactly. Music. Don't do but, it. But don't do it. <laughs> but we don't want you to. So, but Stop nonetheless, it. I I I love their recorded music. I think it's fantastic. So. Um, ACDC have dropped their latest video from their chart-topping Power Up album. The new Witch's Spell was directed, edited, and animated by Wolf and Crow using band performance footage shot by Clemens Habicht. Habicht? <laughs> you got all habicht on me. I think it's Habicht. Oh. Uh, the band and their creative director, Josh Hughes. You guys don't care about this. No, no, no. no. They're all the people that we, we have no right. concern with. All right, and then one last thing. Uh, new episode of From Cradle to Stage, which is the Dave Grohl uh, series about the mothers of rock stars. Yes. And their relationship and their influence and all that great stuff. So uh, it's on Paramount+. Plus. I don't know when the new episodes come out or how many are in the series, but Steve sent over a couple of audio clips of Getty Lee. Yes. So I'm interested to hear these. When was the, it was the center of today? Yeah, Marissa, the, yeah. did you get them? Yeah, she's sending them over now. But uh, Getty's uh, mom... Talks about remembering going to, and then Getty is, is, talks about his family being Holocaust survivors. They right, were in Dachau. So the first clip is mom coming out and and seeing him perform in the earlier days, and you know, um, surely not able to anticipate what would happen. Yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> I remember in uh, uh, exit or in, in uh, all the worlds of stage, Getty just saying, 
My mom didn't get it. She's like, <laughs> she, she didn't like it. She, she had no idea what it was all about. Uh, but then she saw him on TV one time, and she was like, oh, you're, you, you entertain people. It matters. Yeah. yeah. All right, here's, uh, here's a clip. Did, did she come to see you guys play back then? Yeah, it was the Abbey Road Club. And they all were in love with him. Yeah. I was standing by the door when they were leaving. And I said, oh, he is so good. Yeah. But you didn't picture then that he would be world famous. And Are you kidding? Have a house like this no, and have a life no, like he said. Never. So that's that's Dave's mom, and yeah. Dave and Getty's mom have become really good friends. Yeah, which yeah. is cool. All right, here's the clip of Getty uh, talking about his uh, family being Holocaust survivors. Here we go. From a very early age, I knew that my parents were Holocaust survivors. In fact, I knew that. Almost all of my family were Holocaust survivors. I have friends from my neighborhood that are also children of survivors. Their parents wouldn't talk about it. It's much more common that survivors don't discuss it. But I felt lucky in a way because it wasn't a mystery in my house. There's another really cool thing about Getty Lee. A listener sent this to me, and I sent it over to Nick because he's a, a huge baseball fan. And... Um, and Getty Lee is, is a massive baseball fan. I knew that. And he mm-hmm. uh, collects baseball memorabilia. It's just part of his life. It's one of the things he loves wine and he loves baseball. Um, and But what I didn't know was a few years ago, um, there is a, a, a baseball Negro League uh, museum in Kansas City. And Getty got wind of this. And Getty had some autographed baseballs and he wanted to donate them to the Negro League uh, uh, Museum. And so the CEO, the, the, the man who runs it, uh, there's a video of him talking about it. And he says, uh, you know, so the, the famous uh, musician Getty Lee says he's going to send these to us. He came and took a tour of the facility and loved it, and he wanted to send this stuff to us. And he said, I was expecting, you know, five or six balls or something like that. Yeah. Getty sent over 300 <laughs> wow. autographed baseballs from Negro uh, League yeah. players. Yeah. And... They have created the <laughs> Getty Lee collection in the museum, and it's so cool. And he gave it to them. He just gave them all of it. Well, that's something, and he wisely you know, estimated that that's something that the world should have access yeah. to. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you don't keep that in a private collection. That's something that everyone should be able to enjoy and, and uh, you know, peruse. Yeah, and in the, uh, the description of it uh, on the, the YouTube page says, Learn the story behind behind why Russia's lead singer Getty Lee, a white Canadian rocker, <laughs> yeah. donated and dedicated says four hundred Negro League autograph uh, baseballs to the NLBM. I thought that was a really cool thing. So, uh, but I I, I really want to watch this uh, this series and see all of these stories with the mothers uh, and the rock stars. All right, and that is what we have in music news for you. All right, let's take a break. Come back in a second. We'll get ready to wrap thing up. Get our letter of the day, word of the week prize. You know how that all works. We'll be right back. your sleeves. It's time for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. Hey gang, this year's event is Friday, June 18th. Make your donation appointment now at WMMR.com. And then cut out early on a Friday to help those in need. Choose from two locations, the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks or the Event Center inside Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia in the South Philly Sports Complex. Donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt and the pride of knowing that you made a difference. Appointments are required for safety protocols, so sign up today at WMMR.com. The 16th 
16th annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, benefiting the American Red Cross. Sponsored by Recovery Centers of America. Get help at recoverycentersofamerica.com and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Today's program coming to a close and a fairly decent day today. Uh, despite what the uh, forecast was calling for a couple of days ago, not really seeing much in the way of rain. Now, that doesn't mean there's not going to be a pop-up shower. Yes, at or some a snowstorm. Or that could maybe, yeah. I'm doubting, but you never know. Uh, today's high about 83 and dropping humidity levels as the day progresses. So that's pretty cool. Now, tomorrow changes, we're going to go down at least 10 degrees. It's going to be like 69, 70 degrees, uh, maybe some showers. Uh, I don't think it's going to be continuous showers. Uh, and then Saturday looks great, 81 and partly cloudy, just beautiful. And it's the weekend. And it is the weekend. So that's all that matters. Absolutely correct. So Everybody's working for the weekend. I would like to thank Mr. Vinny Brand Yay! for being on the show this morning. And uh, Vinny was great. He is doing one show tonight at Helium Comedy Club, and he's recording it, right? He is, yes. And uh, his, his hearing aids were providing a little bit of an issue, but he is awesome. Well, yep. I did want to ask him, because he said I, had, I have to take my hearing aids out to put the headphones on. Why does he take the hearing aids out? Well, I think what's question. happening is 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 um, I, I don't think he's like stone cold deaf. I think. Oh, I know what might happen. What when you completely cover, um, you can get feedback. When yeah. you completely oh. cover up a a, um, a hearing aid like that, okay. it's a microphone it's essentially a microphone. And, and an amplifier. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So um, if you it. cover it up, you can you can get feedback. You so. kind of have to decide what you're going to listen to. You can't really listen to both at the same time. So you either going to have the headphones on or have the earphone uh, ear uh, hearing aids in. Right. But it's hard it's hard or impossible to do both. A lot of the new hearing aids will actually like Bluetooth into. Yep. That's what, that's what my dad has. Yeah. So yeah. They, yeah. So yeah. They, my father in law does too. So you can your phone. Yes. Just goes straight through your uh, through your hearing aids <laughs> or the television if you it's want. It's pretty to. awesome. In fact, yeah. when he doesn't have it in, he'll my dad will say, "Hang on a second, and then he he flips the switch, and then he's able to actually have the conversation over the phone because of that, because of the right. Bluetooth. Yeah, right. So it's nice to have Vinny on. And as a surprise, we had second baseman of your Phillies. He had his major league debut last night. Hit a two run walk off <laughs> home run. Amazing. Luke Williams was on. He's a uh, super nice guy, and he was he was uh, so excited. If you if you get a chance to see the video of him rounding the bases last night, you just like you're happy for him. Yeah, you're just excited for him because it was his debut, and boom, he knocks it out of the park. It was really really cool. So it was nice to have him on. How you doing, Pierre? Good. I, I loved uh, more than even the interview, the little clip that Nick that you called for at the end, where he's talking to the press after the game, and he starts to. I'll play it for you. Yeah. Okay. So you, uh, uh, which, just, the I, one where he gets choked up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Where they That's ask really him about a it. sweet moment. Here really we go. Cool I know you mentioned your family. We've showed them a lot the last couple of days. Like you said, it's great to have them witness this. I mean, what is that like to give them this gift? Uh, you're gonna make me cry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, just uh, can't even explain it. Um, it's, uh, it's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Oh man, great. <laughs> oh, that get, gets me. It does. I don't even know what a two rock off home. Yeah, rock, rock off. Yeah. Two rock off home. Yeah. Two rocks off. One yeah. one rock on. I don't yeah. know, you know how many rocks he had in his yeah. head. But yeah, I, he had eight know, stones in the back. Eighteen stones in the back. Normally he likes it neat in the back. But whatever it was, he did. I'm glad he did it. Yeah. I don't even I've, know what it is that he did, but I'm happy that he did it. I just like the emotion of it. I forgot about eighteen stones in the back. <laughs> that was this one. 
one of my all-time favorite sayings that you have ever uttered on this show. Wow. I am 18 stones in the bag, man. <laughs> well, there you go. Excellent. I love it. Uh, you got a letter in that bag? Yeah. Uh, um, um, hey, nice Dio shirt, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> but now this is the thing. <laughs> I just love when you when you turn the tables on. Not she's going to not fast. You know? uh, I mean, yeah, well, because I mean, she was doing mosh pit reports from the not fast. Absolutely, um, and yeah. she was knotted, man. I would knotted. cry if I got caught in a mosh pit. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. Somebody get me! Out. It's dirty and gross and sweaty. And you're sweating on me. Uh. <laughs> you're hurting me. I was in the mosh pit at Slayer. You would have loved it. Oh, God. That's a real one, yeah. That's a real one. All right, let's do that letter. Here we okay. go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter. K is in kaput. All right, and we have one more letter to go with that K. Uh, two cases of stateside soda were given away and two bottles of stateside vodka and two rocks glasses. So stateside vodka sodas, by the way, are made with just three simple ingredients at Stateside Vodka, sparkling water, and real fruit juice. It's available in liquor stores and at statesidevodka.com uh, for pickup or shipping in Pennsylvania. So we will give that away tomorrow. Uh, what's happening today? Action-packed. We've got uh, Volbeat, we've got ACDC, we've got Alter Ridge and Workforce Blocks, and at 2 o'clock, a conversation with Nancy Wilson of Ooh, Heart. Nice. We're playing her solo record, and uh, we're going to talk to her about the cover of Daughter. She just moved to uh, Sonoma County, uh, up uh, near where I grew up, actually, uh, and uh, is very much enjoying life there, the future of Heart, uh, all kinds of topics to cover, but she's got a great solo record out. And uh, all kinds of people help her on it. Sammy She's Hagar's yeah. on Oh, Sammy Hagar? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, she covers Bruce's The Rising, uh, does a great ver- uh, cover of that, and some some original songs on the record, too. So, uh, Great talent. With... Underrated guitar player, too, yes. man. She's outstanding. Well, we're going to talk about the, um, uh, the uh, Stairway to Heaven performance when Zeppelin was in the presidential uh, box uh, at the Kennedy Center Honors, those, you know, many years ago now. And uh, where Hart played Stairway to Heaven with Jason Bonham on the drums uh, and what she was going through. Uh, cool. It, it's a cool conversation. So, and what time is that? Uh, two o'clock on Thanks. Zumba. Love it. Zumba. Zumba. Uh, Zo. All right. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors, the Preston and Steve So there you have it. Brought to you by... <laughs> Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. And also Meineke for tires, brakes, batteries, exhaust systems, and more. Meineke doing car care right. Uh, tomorrow on our program, uh, we are going to have, uh, oh, from uh, Jeopardy fame, Brad Rutter will be joining us. Uh, and we also are going to have our buddy Rich Voss on the program. Ah, cool. Uh, so we'll wrap up the week in fine form, give everything we need to give away away, and uh, we'll get our last coolest teacher of the year, Pittman High School in Pittman, New Jersey. You're the final one. Uh, that is it. We are done. So rage on and have a great day. And we will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve on 93.3. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-